Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to a wet day. God, it's wet outside. It doesn't bother me, actually. We had a drunken uh, neighbour, not one of my neighbours, somebody else's neighbours, come back and break the front door this morning. The cab company became even more useless. Hello, where's my cab? I don't have any record of a booking for you. No, only the last two years, darling. You know, you feel like dragging somebody down through a telephone, but you can't manage it, can you? And then a few a few uh, sad people the other day, because I took pictures of some bloke who drives buses um, talking to my bus driver. Totally illegal. Totally, and somebody said, uh, he could have been an inspector. I don't think so, not while the bus was going. Had we had an accident, would we have uh, all sued the inspector? Yes, probably. Chloe Ayling, remember Chloe? No, you probably don't. And Jermaine Pennant, uh, no, you probably don't remember him either. Spotted going into a hotel together at five in the morning. Oh, dear, I hope Jermaine Pennant's wife is listening to this. He's going to cheat on you, because he tried it in the house, and she went, oh, I couldn't possibly do anything like that. Oh, yes, she could. Madeline, please want more money. What for? They haven't managed to come up with anything so far. They've been at it for years and years. Do you think it's just a freebie holiday? I mean, they, they keep saying, have we got another lead? No, you haven't. No, you really haven't. You really, really haven't. This has become ridiculous. We can't pump more money into this. There's no chance of them ever finding her. How are they going to know what she looks like? They won't know what she looks like. They won't know anything about her at all. And also, um, the great-grandmother who passes her driving test 50 years after her first lesson, 50... God, she's going to be a nightmare, isn't she? She's going to be sort of used to a man walking in front of the car with a red flag, waving it like that. You don't want her on the road. And also, um, uh, Arge, Arge Argent, you know, the thicko one who shoved Arthur Columbia up his nose. He's, he's passed his driving test. I don't want to be anywhere near the roads when he gets on them. Really ridiculous. Nadia Essex uh, has a date with a doll queue. She's been uh, caught out um, sort of really... You know, setting up fake accounts and things like that for sort of Twitter, which is not very good indeed. And the man who's had a new willy put on, apparently you can have them. 50,000 quid. I mean, that, that seems like an awful lot of money, doesn't it? I mean, couldn't they... I mean, you know, was it absolutely necessary? You know, 50,000... Put it back in the box. Put it back in the box. Put it in the box. Excuse me one minute. Put it in the box. OK, Take. show me your hands. Thank you. Keep them up there. Do not move your hands, OK? No, I don't care. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. You will regret it come Sunday morning, I'm telling you. Sunday morning could be, you know, your, your downfall. OK? Just saying that now. Show me your hands again. Thank you. Where... where... Yeah. Open your mouth. You've put that chocolate in your mouth. What did I say to you? Don't put that in your mouth. You wonder why you're the size you are. It's ridiculous, honestly. Yeah, exactly. See, I rest my case. Ridiculous, honestly. Chocolates. Maltesers. That's what they used to say, wasn't it? Chocolates. No, Maltesers. And I used to think, I've had Maltesers. God knows they were boring at the time. Chocolates were much better. So I bought some chocolates in tonight, gave some to the producer, because it's his sort of uh, special day to diet. So we gave him a chocolate. And, uh, and then the Scottish boy comes in. And what did he do? Not a please, may I? Thank you very much indeed. Hello, you know, happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah. None of that at all. We just we just pick up the chocolate and I put it back. So he puts it back and then sneakily pops it in his mouth. Seriously, I mean, honestly, it's got to stop, hasn't it? Oh, space experts this morning. They think they've picked up signals from distant aliens. No, they haven't. OK, let's just sort that out. God, honestly, we've got everybody in tonight, haven't we? It really is. It's so embarrassing, isn't it? It's like watching the entire doll queue 
of sort of Sutton coming together in one place and sort of just popping into the studio. So don't ever argue with a presenter. If I say Sutton, I mean Sutton. OK, what is Sutton? I'll show you very shortly. You'll, you'll, you'll know. You'll know. You know, when somebody says, oh, I'll give you a right Sutton, I will. Cockney rhyming slang if you're dyslexic. Doesn't mean anything at all, but it's good. Do you know Jesus was a fan of the TUC? Who says so? The Archbishop of Canterbury. I don't think you're allowed to say things like that. And Del Boy and Rodney's watch is sold. Do you remember the Trotter watch? This was the lesser watch they found, and it raised 6.25 million. Well, the actual watch is going up for auction. They reckon it'll go for 15,000 quid. Not quite the same as 6.25 million. I loved that episode. That was one of my favourite episodes. Which is good. Lovely. Uh, Little monkeys, toddlers use the same gestures as chimpanzees. What's the matter? Something matter with you. I remember we went to see chimpanzees at um, where do we go to? Chessington World of Adventure. And you know, if chimpanzees don't think you're looking at them, they do all sorts of really odd things in front of you. So we're standing there with my godchildren, and the chimpanzees start, let's just call it, doing things with their hands. And we had to say, "Come away." So we all <laughs> walked away. It was dreadful, dreadful. They no. Well, they might have called it high fiving. I don't know. I don't. I don't speak chimpanzee. But I mean, I thought that was really. Perhaps they just do that all the time. You know. Perhaps they sort of sit there and just because uh, actually it came up again, didn't it? Paul Paul McCartney talked about the same thing that he did with John Lennon um, when they were sort. Of, I mean, it seems quite bizarre. But there you go. I mean, listen. What do I know? And the tycoon guilty of groping on the tube. I don't go on the tube anymore, mainly because there's too many people who sort of brush up against you and things. I mean, really, it's a bit unnecessary. But he used to work for the National Lottery and he was, he's was he been found guilty of groping on the tube. What is it with people? Do they not realise that everywhere in here there are cameras, there's recording equipment. People can be found out very quickly. Uh, also, all over for two Love Island fakes and fat milk is good for you. Thank God for that. Thank God. Yesterday I consumed a litre of fat milk and I don't care whether it's fattening or... They say it's good for your heart. I don't know how it's actually good for your, for your heart. Uh, somebody says for 50 grand you can have my willy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're looking to rent one. I don't think so. And uh, Roxanne's going to be on another show, Ghost Hunting with Rylan. Another tantrum, I suppose. Poor Rylan, that's the one who didn't realise when he was talking to, uh, to Sally, I speak to the dead, that her husband's a homophobe. There you go. Happy to point that out. Big fan of the show, says Rob the Courier, not literally. And see, he says that today you and yours are keeping me company to Durham, where I'm picking up an important package and bringing it to love. What's bringing it? Is that some new word or something from Durham? And I've just watched uh, Steptoe and Son on the midday movie whilst having peppered steak and chips, says Shane. Oh, you can't uh, you can't beat peppered steak, actually. A, a nice bit of fillet steak with a, with a pepper sauce. I know because I've got it all over my arm. So I'm wet. What? You're just eating a chocolate. Hope you choke on it. Hope you choke on it. You're not supposed to be eating those chocolates. They're special diabetic chocolates. For me, great. For you, it's a laxative. OK, I just thought I'd mention that now, just in case you were thinking of running for the bus. You know, that's what they want to hear. Of course they do. Have you seen the spike? Of course that's what they want to hear. <laughs> Since when were you in charge of sorting out programming? Oh, God. In your dreams. That'll not be happening during my lifetime, put it that way. Also, uh, Serena fans. This is Serena Williams. Slate a racist cartoon, but the paper denies claims and they put it on the front page. You know, it's not racist. Why do people just, they wave this banner, don't they? Also, Paddy McGuinness doesn't want his wife, Christine, taking part in reality shows. Join the rest of us. We don't want to take part in reality shows either. And uh, Britain's zombie drug epidemic. 
fellows, I'm living it every morning on this programme, the zombie drug epidemic. I think it's called Spice. And people take it and then they don't know where they are. They've got no idea. They, they stand on roofs and um, probably stand on mountains and things like that. And then they think they can fly. Of course they can't, so they, they fall off. Uh, also, the closest that Paul McCartney says he got to an orgy was a couple of hookers in Vegas. Well, I think that makes three of you. That would be an orgy, wouldn't it? I mean, I don't you know. The closest you got to an orgy. How many people do you need for an orgy? I don't know. No point in asking you. You wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know myself, so <laughs> more likely to find out from uh, from the other people, isn't it, really? Have you ever been to an orgy? Been to an orgy? No, no. Ever thought about going to an orgy? Well, admittedly, who would want you there? That is true. But well, somebody's got to pass around the drinks and the nibbles, haven't they? Hello, would you like Volleyball? Hello, anybody? Yeah. Nibbles, yeah. I think nibble kind of subs it up, doesn't it, really? But I've never been to an orgy. You know, people used to talk to me about, oh, years ago, there used to be sort of all these radio DJs and they'd go to these parties, they'd have copious amounts of Lucasade or something, and then they'd... Oh, this is keys in the bowl. You'd throw your keys into the middle of the room and then you'd pick up a, a bunch of... And that would signify who you went home with. Many of the time I went home with a fridge freezer. I was gradually building up a complete orgy of kitchen appliances. It was just sort of one of those nice things. Uh, so the, um, the cheat who fleeced the couple to pay for a new look, he bought some hair... Fake hair. Do we know anybody like that, boys and girls, who bought fake hair that looked like fake hair? Looked like a bad Brillo pad sitting on the top of his head, but there you go. And um, and now the B boss had admitted the corporation overdid it with the Cliff Raid coverage and also said they should never have released how much people earn and, uh, and cited Eddie Mayer and cited Chris Evans as to how much people earned. You know, that's, that's led to them going. I don't think that led to them going at all. In fact, I would possibly say that was the last thing they'd be thinking about. I think it's a case they just wanted a new sort of challenge. I mean, I would, it wouldn't bother me if people talked about my, uh, my salary here. But until then, you know, you would get somebody stupid writing it. Oh, so how much do you earn, Steve? You know, do you earn enough to run a very big, expensive car? Yes, I do. Yes, that's a really big, expensive, two big, expensive cars. And uh, do I have a mortgage? Oh, teeny tiny, teeny tiny. Yes, I'm just about to pay the mortgage off, you know. Why? Because I earn a small fortune. You know, I'm very lucky that uh, I don't pay any tax. I don't bother paying tax. That's for little people. Little people pay tax. Okay, who was it the other day? There's a, a famous minister. She, she's running a big company and her tax bill is minimal. And I remember thinking, how do they get away with it? Loads of people get away with not paying much tax. Me, I pay my tax every year and I'm more than happy to do so. The tax man's listening or anybody from the tax office. John Lewis contacted me yesterday. Remember we had the disaster in John Lewis where there was nobody serving but from one woman with a small bell. And she kept ringing it every so often and nobody took a blind bit of notice. We all stood there like complete zombies. You know, it's just, I mean, it's just not good enough. If I go into a shop, I'm not expecting people to throw themselves at me. Well, not every time. But uh, I'm expecting service on the till. And then when, when she said, oh, you can go to another till, I said, not with my feet, I can't. As I hobbled off down the, uh, down the corridor, having paid for it. Ridiculous. You know, a huge big department which does sheets, bedding, uh, pillows, duvets. Actually, I might fancy another duvet. I'm not sure if you can still get Siberian goose. Somebody said to me it was, they, they thought it was limited. It's very expensive. It's obviously only for people who earn a lot of money. So I might just buy two, just for the sake of it. Nick Ferrari still got... I only got it because Nick Ferrari said he bought Siberian Goose. So when I went in there, I said to them, oh, uh, Siberian Goose. And she went, no, my name's Marjorie, actually. And uh, I thought, well, you look like a Siberian Goose. It's an old gag, isn't it? But it's worth repeating when you don't have anything else to fall back on at this time of the morning. And uh, and so I thought, and, and then I looked at it the other day, and I, I get mine dry cleaned every. Why I've got no idea, but uh, every so often I get the um, 
the duvets dry cleaned. I take them over the road. Thomas then sort of puts them in and uh, they go round in his machine for a little while. But then I thought, perhaps I'm due a new one because I don't know whether or not Siberian goose goes limp after a short while. I don't want something on my bed that's going limp. That would be a totally wasted evening. But But mine is hot in winter, cool in summer because it's really light. Really, I mean, it's unbelievably light. And that's why you, you, you pay, it's the two with the togs. I don't know what sort of togs they are in it, but it's it's very cheap. You know, for what you get. I mean, I think it was about £300. I know you can get them much, much cheaper, but then you get what you pay for. I've had them before where the feathers stick up through and all of a sudden you wake up in the morning, you've got scratches all over your body. And you think, well, I don't remember any excitement last night. And then you suddenly realise it was the duvet attacking you. You know, you go home, you know. I mean, sometimes I used to wake up in the morning and think, what the heck is that? You'd have a scratch up your leg and it would be the duvet where the the end of the feather had stuck out. And because I'd move, because I I toss and turn all night. I mean, I'm really useless. You know, one minute lying there. I cannot get comfy in bed. And even worse in somebody else's bed. Not that I do other people's beds. I don't know, knocking on people's doors going, can I borrow your bed for the night? But I, I like to sleep in my own bed. So wherever I am, I like to make sure that, you know, I can get home to be in my bed. Because I just don't sleep in somebody else's. You know, somebody goes, oh, don't worry, you can spend the night. And you go, yeah, knowing in my heart of hearts that there's no chance I'm going to be spending it and having a good night's sleep. So at the moment, I, sort of, I sleep on my side. I cannot sleep on my back. You know, and some people can sleep face down in the bed. And I can't, I would, I would suffocate. I would suffocate face down. I think it's upside down. Oh, face into the pillow. I don't think that's normal, to be honest with you. I really don't. But uh, orgies and chocolates, says my former producer, Sam. He says, glad to hear you haven't changed. <laughs> we don't talk to Sam anymore. Uh, <laughs> unless it's absolutely necessary. I can't remember if Sam's married now. Has he got married or... We think, he, we think he, he actually got married. I had him for ages, ages and ages. Well, I say I've had loads of producers, loads of them. They don't start, seem to last too long overnights. I don't know if it's to do with the orgies or the chocolates. Difficult to... Uh, uh, what are you pointing at me for? What are you pointing at me for? Hey, go on. Seeing as we never get tired with seeing that top you're wearing today. I mean, how many times has that been out in the last few weeks? About eight times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People always say that. They go, oh, it's the first time I've worn it. I've got pictures. I've got photographs of you wearing that, like, so many times. I'm not taking them. They they come through on the CCTV. I just get coverage from downstairs. I'm not axing. I ask for them. I put in a request just to make... Just to find out what you're doing in the building. OK? Just to find out. And I think you'll find I'm right. So far, you're still wearing that top. All right. We'll take a short break. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. And why not? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning. Nice to have you company. Welcome along. It's Steve Allen. The cheery programme on a Wednesday. The, the sort of programme you turn on the radio and you go, oh, God, it's Mr Happiness again. You know, the kind of thing where you think, it's not right, is it? People shouldn't be happy first thing in the morning. And you think, because I bumped into somebody yesterday. And uh, he knows who he is because he'll be listening this morning. And, uh, and he was saying, oh, you, you're going home to bed. I said, no, I've been to bed. I have to explain to people this is my daytime now. So some people, like the producer, the assistant producer, will we'll go from here. Hello. Hello to you. I think I've seen you on a children's programme, haven't I? Where they go, hello, everybody. Have you seen them on Channel 5 on Milkshake? Where do they get the boys from? There must be some very camp club somewhere where they pull it and they go, hello, everybody. And it's a bit like that. They're all a bit sort of too cheerful. Sam, my former producer, has been married for a year now, living in Singapore. Oh, but that's nice. 
I bet that's nice. Actually, I still, I still like living in London, Sam. It hasn't changed. I like, you know, everything about London. Even though this morning the cab company screwed up big time. So frustrating, isn't it? You have a cab, you know, every day of the week for two years and then you phone up when it doesn't turn up and they go, I don't have any record of a booking. And you think, well, of course you must do, unless your computer's completely rubbish. You know, so now I've got a phone up today to go with it. Well, I don't know how that happened. I do. It's called bloody incompetence. An Aberdonian accent. I don't do Aberdonian accents. Why would I do Aberdonian? I don't do things like that. I do Uvigenia Doubtfire. I do that one. And I do... And then I do... There was a soldier, a Scottish soldier, who wandered far away and soldiered far away and on a hillside, a Scottish hillside... My, that's a bit before your time, that song, isn't it? You probably never even heard of Andy Stewart. A stalwart... Yeah, you see, you don't even know who he is. You see, I know, and I'm not even from those parts. From those... Because my, my best friend is Scottish. So I'm allowed to do the accent, you know. I also do Irish. How are you? And I do British. What do you want? You know, I like... Are you doing what? It, it's not, no, it's not It's not British. No, well, you might want to think you are, pal, I'm telling you. We don't want you. You can sit up there on your little on your little uh, hillock, whatever it is. Trossachs. Are you near the Trossachs? Is that where? No. My friend Paul's near, near the Trossachs. He's shown me pictures. Very impressive. Very impressive. I quite like the idea up there. What was interesting about... Oh, I heard this on QI the other day. Such a good question to do with you. What was interesting about Robbie Burns... You remember Scots were how we Wallace bled. What was interesting about, about Robbie Burns? Come on, you should know this. If you're a true Scot, if you're a true Scot, you tell me what it was that was unusual about him. So good checking on the computer. I'll tell you, he was nay allowed to wear the kilt. He was nay allowed to wear the kilt. I don't know. It was something to do with he wasn't allowed to wear it. They didn't let him wear the kilt. Came up on QI. That was a, that was the thing that we knew about him. He didn't wear the kilt. I don't know why. I cannot remember. I cannot remember. Because my friend Paul has a kilt, because everybody's got a tartan. But even if you're like me, I could probably have a tartan made. You know, they they, they would find, because they're not going to turn down making a tartan uh, skirt for you, are you? And uh, I get kilt. Sorry, pardon? Why? And uh, so I quite fancy the idea. You've got a family tartan? We had a car rug once that was in tartan. I don't think it was anything to do with a clan. And then they had a big feature in Country Life on clans. In, in Scotland, and the, these people who've got, you know, 7,000 people in their clan and stuff like that. And people come from all over the world to sort of join the uh, the clan get-togethers. I quite fancy that idea, because you can buy places in, in Scotland cheap. You can buy castles up there really cheap. But uh, the producers' fam, family were from the clan MacDonald of Clan Ranald. You've got a Wikipedia page. Have you really? Wow. Clan MacDonald... Are you from the... Could you not change it or something? It ought to be in the same clan as Scottish boy, yeah. Have you got a kilt, then? Do you have a a kilt? Oh, right. Oh, you've actually got a kilt. Oh, right. Okay. Do you have a... Of course you would have. Oh, here we go. No. You've just... Oh, right. Do you have a sporran? What do you... You rent the sporran. What do you keep in a sporran? I can't remember what you kept in a sporran. Was it just to keep you loose changing or something? You've never heard of Robbie Burns? Dear Lord above. That's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? You've not heard of Fiona MacDonald? No, obviously not, no. This is somebody who's been through the education system and you don't know who Robbie Burns is. I mean, I went through the education system and it was a long time ago and even I know who Robbie Burns is. He, you've got a degree in what? In What would you have a degree in if you don't know who Robbie Burns is? 
in politics. What use is that? What What is... I mean, I never understand if I live to be 39, you know, why people go, I've stayed at university and college. The producer's got a doctorate or something. He's got something... A master's, which sounds just as exciting. And, and, and you think, but so what is the reason for that? Explain to me, you know, in simple terms, I'm a simple person. I have no qualifications and I'm earning more money than all of you. Tell me what's the point of having the education system? What is the point of sitting there and having, you know, a, you know, a degree in politics What's, and, and getting drunk at uni and sort of trying to meet as many girls as possible, you know, and things like that. You know, and then we do drugs, you know, because we do like Haliborange tablets, paracetamol and all that kind of stuff. Because we're like we're like reckless living on the edge. And you think, what's the point? They've got all these qualifications. What does it do for them? Nothing, nothing. And I said before, and I'll stand by, I've never worked in any. Well, I haven't worked that many places anyway, but nobody's ever said to me. Oh, by the way, what qualifications have you got? Nobody's ever said to me, what are the qualifications? They haven't ever said if you want to be a presenter, you need to have the. Have I taken a break? Oh, I have. That's OK. Uh, they've never actually said to me, you know, well, what, what qualifications have you got? So I always say to people, listen, get qualifications, but they're not going to help you in this job. Or in tele- do they ask you here? Really? Nobody ever asked me. And I, I had a CV. I mean, to be honest with you, it's out of date now. It's written on parchment. And, and I remember sort of showing them the CV. Well, you've heard of parchment, you see, and yet you haven't heard of... It's, it's funny, isn't it? The things, the things that they teach you, and then you think, is that going to serve you well in later life? And they don't you even think about it. If you open those opal fruits, Frutella, you sit. I can see you're opening it. I can tell by the look on your face. I can. Hold them up. Hold them up. No, the Frutellas. You've started opening the packet, haven't you? You have. See, the trouble is, once a liar, always a liar. I was in Clan McDonald. No, you weren't. You're never in Clan McDonald. You just try to jump on the bandwagon because the producer has got a master's, and you don't have a master's, and you want to be in the same club that he's in. Oh, I've got a kilt, I've got a kilt, you know, all this kind of thing. It's leaping on somebody else's bandwagon, that's what it is. But you don't technically need qualifications now. Not if you're going to be a presenter. I don't if you go through all the... all the You're opening them, I can tell. You're lucky I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'm not actually, I'm in a foul mood today. I'm in a very, very bad mood. <laughs> it's no good holding it like that. Look, if you want a packet, I've got a spare packet in here. You don't want them now, do you? No. You're going to take them from Chris. Have you just put one in your mouth? I'm going to write to your parents. I'll tell you, I've had enough of this. Why did we ever get him on work experience? How did that happen? You know when his mother wrote, Urk, Steve and, and... What's your name? Yeah. It's like a rehabilitation project. She said, could you look after our wee son... You know, he's never been to the big city before. And uh, don't put another one in your mouth. Don't put another one in your mouth. You've got one in there. Already. One is more than enough for somebody like you. You'll, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm going home to steak. Actually, I didn't have steak. You know what I had yesterday? And I don't know why I had it. Kentucky. I don't even like Kentucky. But I had ten pieces. I didn't eat all of them. I know, it seemed a bit excessive. And then the girl said, oh, ten, ten pieces with chips. I said, no, I don't want fr- fries. So they don't call them chips, they're fries. So I said, no, no, I just want ten... Well, that, that completely confused her. So she had to ask somebody more senior in the chicken shop, the chicken, to go, um, he, he doesn't want fries. So this other girl comes from behind the chip machine and goes, um, ten pieces with fries. I said, no, I don't want fries. I just want ten pieces of chicken. And so she says to the other girl, there's not a word of apology to me. Uh, she goes, oh, put it down as eight plus two. 
Seriously, I'm surrounded by complete idiots, but not just yesterday either. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I can give you that later, and then you've, at least you've got somebody to talk to, you know, which makes it easier, doesn't it, I suppose? Anyway, nice to... All oh, right, OK. All right, we're just sorting out why sort of people... You know, people... Every business you're in nowadays becomes terribly social. And, and people always used to say to me, they go, Friday, oh, so what, what are you doing for the weekend? And you go, oh, various things coming up, you know, lunch and this kind of thing. And then all of a sudden you start thinking, bye, see you. Missing you already, not. And, um, yes, exactly. Of course he's taken the sweets. Of course he's taken the sweets. He likes sweets. That's what he's got. You really have taken them, haven't you? You are just so mean, honestly. So mean. Oh, a bit of a tantrum now as we throw the sweets in the air. Come on, you just do that. Do you want some fruit? I've got fruit. I could do you some peaches, stuff like that. I like to keep people healthy on this programme. It doesn't work all the time. Do you want some peaches? Love you. Bye. God, I hate him. I really do hate him. I hope he never comes back. Uh, anyway, anyway. So, yeah, so people always say to you, then you come back in on Monday to work. And the first thing people say to you is, so, what do you do for the weekend? Well, I've had to start inventing things. I don't want to say, I just went down to see my godchildren and we went out for lunch and did a bit of shopping. And then I, I came back up to London because it doesn't sound as I'm doing enough. But very shortly, very, very shortly, I'm doing a quiz for Global's Make Some Noise. And it's going to be pre-recorded with Mr M and Pippa and a load of other people, but it's only available as a podcast, so it won't be transmitted on air. It'll just be... And we're recording it, apparently, in a pub. So, bless him, my boss... Because I said to my... I'm always very good to my boss. I always say, listen, do you mind if I do this? Because you have to check. I don't want to, you know, spoil the brand or anything else. And he said, that's fine. He said, don't get drunk. And I said, because he's obviously missed a bit of the programme, that I've not drunk in, in two weeks. Because I can't, because I'm waiting for the cataracts to be done. And if I drink... It then puts glucose into my eyes and they won't do the cataracts. And I want the cataracts done. Having had one done, I want the other one done as well. So I'm, I'm being really good. Uh, remember, you're not allowed, says Eddie, to wear drawers under your kilt. You see, I don't believe that. I think that's a fib. You know, when they say Scotsman, what do they wear under their kilt? Nothing. I don't believe that. I think you have to wear something under your kilt. It's just uncomfortable otherwise. And uh, Dean says, I think as far as kilts are concerned, people used to have to be entitled to wear a certain tartan. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yes, you have to be of the clan to wear that tartan. But I'm sure you... Yes. I don't know how it works. Perhaps you go in there and go, Clan McDougal, and they go, Aye, was that pre-1870? And then they produce... Yes, it's your lineage, isn't it, which which is the family thing. I mean, I love it, but I love the Americans who go to Edinburgh and Glasgow and they buy kilts and they walk around in their kilts because it's part of the family. I love it. I think it's great. And I love, you know, pipes and drums and everything else. And uh, somebody says, you sound like a bro Sassanac. Have you tried a deep-fried Mars bar, says Billy? Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Deep-fried Mars bars are for fat people. That's for, you know, I mean, why would you want a Mars bar, which is bad enough anyway, covered in batter and deep... Fr- I mean, oh, God, it makes me feel ill to think about it. Really dreadful. Uh, Zara says it's four people for an orgy. Oh, right. And Rob says, I never go to orgies because you never know who to thank on the way out. A bit tacky, isn't it, really? I mean, I don't know. They used to be very, very popular in the, in the 60s when it was all flower power and, you know, everybody was sort of getting excited. They used to go, oh, going to an orgy tonight. And you th- I mean, my idea of an orgy was sort of a packet of instant volivants, some small sausages on sticks just to make you feel insecure. And, uh, and then sitting around, maybe somebody produces a jigsaw. 
And we all used to pretend, ah, we're like down with the kids. We know what we're, we're doing nowadays. But uh, but uh, we turned out uh, turned out not to be, not to be at all down with the kids. And uh, somebody else says, uh, your producer's probably heard of Ronald McDonald. I wouldn't guarantee it. I wouldn't guarantee it at all. And um, Steve, no surprise that high street stores are going bankrupt with such excellent customer service as you experience. It's just impossible. It's just impossible that, you know, people nowadays don't seem to understand what customer service is. And the reason they don't care is because it's not their shop. If it was their shop, they would care about it. But but they don't care about it. And um, and it's a case of what what do you do? What do you do? You can you can only complain about it and say, listen, I'm not going there again. I don't want to be treated like that. I'm happily spending my hard earned money. And uh, and then, you know, whatever. And uh, somebody says you stood me up yesterday. I stood outside Greg's in Richmond for an hour. No sign of you. Maybe deliberate. Absolutely. Totally deliberate. Yes. I'd already been been somewhere else. I didn't uh, didn't bother going there, actually. And then you said you started saying you were contacted by John Lewis with their partners yesterday. And um, go on, we're all ears. Yeah, they just want to know which which store it was. They're going to investigate. So I've just written back to them saying it was Kingston, which I said on the programme it was Kingston. You know, because if there's only one person working in a department and three or four of us, you know, standing, you know, there with, with your items in your hand, what can I tell you? Somebody says, sorry, but your constant aside to your producer incredibly irritating. Now listening to man who does roundabouts with meow meow. <laughs> Well, you're welcome to it, mate. You're, I think we know where your loyalties lie. You stay there. Uh, do you sleep on both sides or just the one side? Both. Both. Both sides. I cannot... I sort of... I lie one side and then I do that for about half an hour and then I turn over to the other side. But I can't lie on my back. And when I was a kid, I could lie on my tummy, but not... not I think when you get to a certain size, you definitely can't lie on your tummy, which is not good. I'm not, I'm not even sure if lying on your side is any good for you. It depends, doesn't it? If you're sharing a bed with um, then, you know, that person might not want you to lie face down. It's not very romantic. On the other hand, you don't really want somebody... I, I, I know people who sleep face to face. Really naff. Really naff. Uh, Steve, uh, so what planet was that last accent from? Uh, anywhere you like. Anywhere you like. And uh, David says, for now the fielding has passed away at the age of 90. I'm convinced... I'm convinced, Bob, in Bracknell, that Eddie Mayer's got the last interview with her. She didn't want to do interviews. She did one, I think, with The Telegraph, which I read. And uh, and then I think she did one with Eddie Mayer. I wanted to do her as well, because I thought she'd be great. Little realising. Little realising. But she's passed at the age of 90. Liz Fraser at the age of 88. Which is, I, seriously, I didn't think she was she was that old. I know it's awful, isn't it, really? I usually agree with most of your opinions on so-called celebrities, says Sue. But uh, when it comes to Stacey Dooley, we don't, nobody knows who she is, Sue. You can stand there till you're blue in the face. Nobody knows who she is, OK? A little-known presenter. It doesn't make any difference what documentaries she's done. Nobody hears them, OK? They're just made. It's probably very good and it's wonderful. You know, similar to Louis Theroux. Unfortunately, she's nothing like Louis Theroux. Everybody knows Louis Theroux, but they don't know Stacey Dooley. You know, simple as that. Get it into your thick head, for God's sake. Nobody knows who she is. That's why all the uh, all the reporters were saying the same. Who is she? And the answer is, she might make documentaries. She might have an MBE, but they still don't know who she is. So, simple as that. Uh, I made Raymond Blanc's apple and blackberry crumble for pudding last night because, you know, I've got this thing about about crumble. 
And I do like uh, a crumble. But this one, the crumble's baked separately. So it stays crisp, says Mike. Can you do that? I used to have a pie years ago. There used to be a restaurant I used to go to with my dad in Knightsbridge. And they would do a little dish with steak and kidney pie in or whatever it was. And then they'd make a separate topping and put it onto the dish. And that was quite nice. They didn't actually bake it in there. But I was watching something the other day, another one of these dreary cooking programmes on the television with that dreary, unfunny Noel Fielding or failing that Melon Sue two unfunny people in the same act who keep interfering. And I'm thinking, what is the point? What is the point of doing this? Because, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Kristen says, so you're doing Mr M's pub cast. Brilliant news. I'm already looking forward to it. Well, they they tried to get me last year to do it. I've apparently got to travel to the other side of London at my age, honestly, on a Friday. But uh, I'm going and uh, and I I shall do it. Somebody says, it's, uh, it's brilliant news, my ex has got a Sutherland tart and it's blue, says Debbie. The wife is laughing this morning, Steve. She's from Scotland. Oh, rather, it could be one of those, sort of, she pulled back the duvet cover and then started laughing. Love the chat and the spike. I work nights, always telling my wife about the show. Well, I'm home early and listening to you on the phone app. How many hoovers have you got? Vacuum cleaners. Vacuum cleaners, Stuart. I've got one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven vacuum cleaners. Seven. Don't ask me why. I mean, perhaps it's some illness or something. I've got a couple of rechargeables. I've got one which is very noisy with a very big suction. And that's quite nice. And then I've got a couple of small rechargeables, including a Dyson. And then I've got another one, which is... I've forgotten. I've just got one in the sitting room as well. Uh, just in case you spill something. You know, you're sitting down watching television, you spill something. Immediately I can pick up the little... I've got a little one. It's like a Black & Decker. And that one. Then I've got another one in the bathroom, which is re- recharging at the moment, which is particularly good, and I forget which one that is. And then I've got one of those very expensive ones in a box. Oh, then I've got a Henry. Forgot about the Henry. And... So easy. So I've got a Henry, and I've got a big Dyson, an upright... So, quite a few, actually. Don't ask why. I see them in the box, and like Christmas lights, I get taken in and taken down a different road. And then you sort of go, oh, why have I bought another one? What did I buy the other day? I bought something the other day, and as I took it home, I thought, what, are you mad or something? Why would you want to buy any more of these things? Might have been towels. I've got to think about towels at the moment. I like medium-sized towels, but then I suddenly realised, if you want to do your body when you get out the... The shot, you need a big one because I've dislocated my shoulder on the left-hand side. Trying to do it with a small one when you do that, like that, like that, and it hurts on the left-hand side. So I've obviously strained my back. Not so good. I was watching The Bells, says Kevin the Kent Milkman of St Mary's the other day. Do you know that there are two versions of that film, Kevin, with Bing Crosby? There's a black and white version and a coloured version of that film. And you know... I never interviewed Bing Crosby. I was of the wrong generation, but he came over here and played the Palladium with his uh, family. And uh, I always loved him. I thought he was great. And he appears on that compilation of all the old movies from years and years ago, which has got all the clips from every single Hollywood movie. And um, and I, I just quite liked him. He was a golf player. I used to go out with this person who... Um, who sort of was a big, big Bing, Bing Crosby fan a long time ago. Uh, I've got a new fancy, uh, I've got a new car if you fancy, a race, says Gary the gay trucker, because we've worked out now that gay truckers have neon lights in their cabs. If you see a cab, you know, and on a big truck going past and it's got a neon light in it, gay. 
That's it. That's how it works nowadays. You don't need to ask them if they're a member. You just need to see the the fluorescent light and that's it. And uh, he says, my rolls can hardly against your Bentley. Mine rolls downhill and can hardly get up them. Thank you. Yes. Actually, the funny thing is, I, I never bother with people who race car. You get them. I always get them at traffic lights. I sort of sit there and I just pull away slowly. I thought, you know, if you've got that much money to waste on petrol, fair enough. Fair enough. Sleeping on your left side will cause pressure to your heart. Sleeping face down will cause wrinkles on your face, apparently. Sleeping on your right side is the perfect sleeping position, says Anish. So sleeping on the right... So wait a minute, is that the right side down? Or is that the left side down? Because I've actually got a hard pillow. I've got one of these... You know, the I've got the mattress and the pillow that uh, mould to form your shape. You've got no idea what shapes you can make first thing in the morning. It's unbelievable. You get out of bed and you look at it and you think, well, I don't remember that happening. You know, it's always interesting. And so I've got... And so I've got a hard pillow, but it's got it's a, a bit cut out in it as if it sort of fits you. So it looks like a headrest thing. And because it's hard, because I, I, I don't do soft, I can only do hard. It's something about sleeping and turning over. If you sort of disappear into your pillow, that's rubbish for me. I need a bit more a uh, bit more support. And uh, uh, tanker driver Phil says I met my wife at an orgy. I was so shocked she was supposed to be visiting her sister in Scunthorpe. Boom. He said I'm here all week. Yes, that's the trouble. You really are, aren't you? Oh, good news. Good news. I knew you'd want good news today. Uh, loose women apparently laughingly class themselves as a family programme. Yes, as we delve into the dull lives and existences of the panel. And now they've decided Katie Price will not be going back anytime soon after Katie Price did her little thing about the uh, the cocaine. I like cocaine. I don't believe she's taken it. I think she's just being a bit stupid. But you cannot have somebody on a family type programme uh, talking about I like cocaine. It's just as simple as that. So she never did that many before. Last year she earned 10,000 quid out of, uh, out of Loose Women and now they're not going to use her. So uh, looking bad. Looking bad for her, isn't it? Mind you, she's got this, this new boyfriend who's got a bit of money. I have advised him, stay well away from her because she'll end up ditching you and she'll hate you. OK, simple as that. She's done it to every single other person she's ever been out with. And then she started showing people the pictures of little Alex Reed cross-dressing. And she took the mickey out of him. And it now turns out she's been cheating on Kieran for quite some time. So deeply untrustworthy. Deeply untrustworthy. OK, just thought I'd mention that. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Oh, dear. Cheerfulness, Steve, says Jenny, was not appreciated by my manager early in the morning. It was a DHSS office in the 1970s. He was a doer Scott. And, remar- and reprimanded me for running up the stairs whilst whistling or singing at 8.30. Apparently I was inconsiderate, as not everybody was elated at that time. Why not? What's the matter with just being cheerful? It's like being a cheerful radio presenter. I mean, you know, the more, the more cheerful I am, that means that the more misery there is in the world with sort of people who we couldn't really care about. Somebody says, checking uh, new photographs of our beloved Katie Price, exposing her boobies in the sea somewhere. That's an old, uh, an old picture, actually. That was done uh, quite a few months ago. Uh, Steve, great accents. Steve, the dialect king. Good Aberdonian. Uh, Shane wants to know how the fireworks are. Do you know I nearly brought them in the other day for the producer? I nearly sort of brought... And, and I thought, I can't get in the car, you know, with a six-foot rocket in my hand. It's going to look a bit stupid, isn't it, really? Uh, you need a, a Vorwerk in your vacuum cleaner collection. Chillingly expensive, but much better suction than any of the Dysons, says Ulrika. I've never heard of that, a Vorwerk. 
Sounds nice. They're very expensive. I mean, you know, price doesn't bother me. I'm not bothered by that. Although I do have an upper limit. If I see uh, something I want to buy, it doesn't matter what it is. I'll decide based on what I think you get for your price. And, um, and then you look at it. I'm going out to this uh, restaurant on Saturday. It's four of it. I've just booked it the other day. And somebody said to me, it's quite expensive. And I said, yeah, but what do you call expensive? I don't know. I mean, is it like 200 quid a head? In which case, I would probably call that expensive. Is it maybe 60 quid a head? Would that be about right? 60 pounds a head? Probably, oh, sort of if, roughly about that. See, I, mean, I could probably do that. But then if, if I see it's going to be that expensive, I might sort of forego having a starter. I might just go for a main course and a pudding. And as I'm not drinking anything, unless it's a kind of thing, which is the, uh, the pear cider. Pe- we used to call pear cider something else years ago. Pear Drax. Sorry? Perry? Perry's. Oh, right. Well, what's... Oh, right. So when they used to do Baby Sham, it was the genuine champagne. Perry? Is, is Perry a distillation kind of thing? What, what, I don't know what Perry means. Does it mean something? Because it was pear cider. There was pear Drax, which was very nice. I never had it because we didn't, we didn't have stuff like that when I was younger. So I just wonder, actually, what, what is genuine champagne Perry? And that was, that was Baby Sham. We used to have a little Baby Sham, a little sort of deer jumping out of the glass... And, and I used to think it was, it was more of a girl's drink, wasn't it? Girl, you didn't, didn't find blokes going, oh, I'll have a baby sham, because it would be considered a little bit puffy. So, nobody, so you'd have something butch, you know, like sort of a tomato juice or something. That's all I drank in pubs years ago. There it is. That's Poire. Uh, this is the alcoholic beverage made from fermented pears, similar to the way cider's made for apples, and especially Normandy. And it's a bit pear cider. But in fact, camera. Campaign for real ale, isn't it? Uh, don't accept that as a name for the traditional drink. However, the National Association of Cider Makers disagree. Oh, God, honestly, nothing worse than an argument. And, uh, and so Perry and Pear Cider are interchangeable. It was very nice, this sort of thing. And then apparently you can get it on draft. It's obviously cheaper that way, isn't it? Oh, we'll, have a, we'll have a pint of that pear stuff you've got on draft. So student. Isn't it? It's so stu- students are always looking for a cheap way of getting drunk. Uh, can I have a cider and a lager? No, you can't. That's what they used to do. Cider and a lager, called a snake bite, wasn't it? Guaranteed. Most pubs around Richmond wouldn't serve people like that. Peasanty students, honestly, going out there trying to get drunk very cheaply because they can't afford to do it. And mummy and daddy haven't given them very much money, so they're sort of they're existing on a, on a diet of sort of cheap food, and they're not eating properly. Steve, I sleep on my back. Is that why I get wrinkles on my bum? Um, I don't know, actually. How would you know? Uh, do you have any wear on your lower back or are your joints in good condition? Um, I'm, my, my joints are in good condition, actually. Bill Overton says, uh, Vorwerk vacuums are the best. Virtually take the colour off any carpet. <laughs> of course, he would have one, you know. That's the sort of thing I would... I've never even heard of them. But, uh, but they're, they're German. And you know what, what German things are like? They're generally very good quality. But I, I don't have any problem with sort of the suction on, on my vacuum cleaners. I quite, you know, I don't actually. So I just look at the dust and I think, you know, will it pick it up? And the answer is yes. Emptying the blooming things is the pain, isn't it? And uh, the way you talk to your uh, producer is just like Ted Kramer. That's Dustin Hoffman talking to his son Billy when he's warning Billy he'll be in trouble if he puts the ice cream in his mouth in the film Kramer versus Kramer. That was a weepy, wasn't it? Kramer versus Kramer. I do remember that, actually. I never saw it. I, I, I really didn't... Uh, I, I, I don't know the story, so you're telling me something I do not know. The Scots were banned from wearing tartan after the Battle of Culloden. It was Queen Victoria who reintroduced it. Thank you. 
Very much indeed. It's always nice when people can fill in the gaps on the programme. And then somebody says, Lisa and little Dave, 26 years since they first met and engaged 19 years. I know you don't usually do requests. No, I don't do requests at all, actually. So you've been engaged for 19 years. God, that's a bit of a waste of time, isn't it? What's the point of that? Ditch her, get somebody else. Get somebody who wants to get married. You don't want to hang around being engaged. That just means you end up with a bottom drawer full of loads of things. They go, oh, I'll put, I'll put that in my bottom drawer. What is it? It's a double sheet from John Lewis. I'll put that in there or failing that. Oh, look, we've got a lampshade or something. And then people go, what do you want for your wedding? And they go, well, a pram would be nice. You know, so you end up with a pram and stuff like that and bottles and all sorts of things. But no, if you're engaged for 19 years, it's going nowhere. I mean, it's absolutely. I mean, Lisa needs to find somebody else apart from little Dave. You know, get my drift. Goodness sake. Alan in Fife, he says, uh, I've been on holiday for two weeks, back to work today and back to listening to your programme. So listener figures gone back up by one. Actually, I don't think it makes any difference with one. I'm pretty certain. It do- well, I'm pretty certain it doesn't make any difference. I don't know, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure how they work these things out. Did you put your name down for that uh, radio breakfast gig? Get yourself a couple of million quid a year and a bit longer in bed, says Alan. <laughs> Funny thing is, as I've explained before, I'm not motivated by... Money. Money doesn't motivate, as my, as my boss will tell you. I'm not motivated, uh, not motivated by money at all. Uh, I haven't seen the new NatWest ad. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I have. Yes, I have, because I just realised when you said they bring the bank to you and it's in, like, um, a bus. And they go, oh, look. And I thought, yeah, because you've closed the local branch. And then you have to wait till somebody turns up in a little sort of converted transit van. Only visits once a week, actually, said Peter from Hailing Island. Absolutely brilliant. Did you know that Mr M had a dig at your show on Saturday morning? And um, the intro to his show was, this isn't the best of, it's all new material, says Manuel. That's not having a dig at me. He loves me. I mean, L-O-V-E-S loves. It's as simple as that. He cannot get... Seriously. Seriously. Honestly, it's like being stalked in this building. There's loads of people who love my programme. I don't know why... I think I think basically they feel a bit sorry for me and because I go, oh, I don't feel they will say, so how you feel? Of course, today I'm in a foul mood. I can't tell you why I'm in a foul mood because it would mean, you know, saying something that I might regret. But I'm not in a good mood, not in a great mood at all. And yet today I should be in a fantastic mood. I should be really, really elated. But I'm not. OK, just I mention that now. Don't want to make a big deal about it or anything else. Madeleine McCann is still missing. The police go. Can we have some more money? I wonder how Nick Ferrari is going to take to that one later on today. Because, to be honest with you, they've come up with no leads, no nothing. They're never going to find her. Although, if you were the parents, you have to set... But this is costing us a fortune. Why don't the parents go fund it themselves? Because so far, it's cost us £12 million. £12 million. That's a lot of willy operations, if they're 50,000 quid a time. And they're still no nearer finding her than they were... All those years ago, nothing at all. It's, it's just impossible, impossible. So what do we think? More money or we just leaved it, leave it? And then somebody says, have you ever used a Ouija board? Yes. Tell you in a minute. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Wednesday, damp in London, 12th of September. Contrary to all the rubbish that we heard a short while ago, don't worry, the heat wave's going to come back. We're all going to be sweltering. And since then, we haven't sweltered. Since then, we haven't had to worry about the heat at all because it's actually quite, quite cool outside. And quite, uh, and quite, pl- I quite like it when it's like this. And I've still not brought a coat in. 
which is actually quite good as far as I'm concerned. Um, who was this one here? Oh, you're talking, says Simon, in Seven Oaks of KFC. Brought back wonderful memory when I met Mimi 12 years ago. We'd stagger back from the pub and grab a KFC on the way home. She beat cancer four years ago, but it's now back in her liver so soon. All I'll have is wonderful memories. No, listen, there's always hope. There's always hope. Olivia Newton-John, she's on her third lot of cancer. and She's doing this uh, cannabis oil, you know, because it seems to work for a lot of people. A lot of people. Have you ever used a Ouija board? I found the photographs the other day of me and Dale in the south of France putting bits of paper on the table. We had a glass table in the flat that we were given. And um, and the glass moved about. Well, he swore blind it moved around. I was not totally convinced it moved around at all. But uh, that was the only time. I don't bother with things like that. I can't, I can't really be bothered. Baby Sham, Sa- Sally Morgan. I don't like Sally Morgan. There's something about her and her nasty homophobic husband and son-in-law. Even more vile, dreadful people. I've just bought, said, uh, this one here from D in uh, Kerry Muir. Now, doesn't that sound delightful? Doesn't Kerry Muir sound nice? Even though we don't know what it's like, we don't know anything about it at all, it just sounds nice, Dee. Uh, baby Sham's made from pears. I've just bought two collectible 60-year-old anniversary glasses. Looking forward to a Baby Sham party. <laughs> Not at this time of the morning, I hope. Not at this time of the morning. And Hannah says, I'm over in Spain for the week and received an email from the lottery saying they've got news about my ticket. As I'm overseas, I'm not allowed to log in. I'd like to know if it's a Spanish banquet or bread and cheese on the last night. I'd hurry up and get home and find out. You're right, you can't claim if you're, if you're overseas. Well, you can't buy the ticket if you're overseas. You can check in, though, can't you? I thought so. I once did a monthly shop, says uh, Taff, at uh, a bargain basement supermarket. Two trolleys jammed to bursting at the checkout. The girl serving was immersed in conversation with her colleague. I politely inquired if she'd mind dealing with my purchase. She stated she was busy and I'd have to wait. I smiled as I declared she'd be very busy replacing everything back on the shelves. I know. I'm, I'm the sort of person who would do that. That's what's what I would do. It's, it's, it is awful, isn't it, when you sort of sit there, you feel like saying, I'm sorry, is there anybody else serving? It's so frustrating. You know, the high street is collapsing. As we sit here this morning, there are shops going, can we survive a little bit longer? Can we not survive? And then you stand there in John Lewis, a huge place in Kingston. It's huge. You know, bigger than most other places. One person serving in a department, not a manager, not... Just appalling. And you think to yourself, I'm not surprised that people are going under because people stand there. We're being taken for mugs. And I don't want to be taken for a mug. You know, I work hard for my money. I'm expecting somebody to sort of offer some sort of service. You know, the service is apparently just being able to put it in a bag. You know, would you like a bag? Yes, I'll have a bag, please. They're 5p. I don't mind. I'm seriously not bothered. You can't upset me. 10p now. You can't bother me about a a bag that costs... Some people are funny. They walk out with sort of stuff and they refuse to buy a bag. And I always think peasants. You know, honestly, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so what else we got for you this morning? Well, apart from the fact that uh, loose women have gone, um, have gone off the boil. You know, then they were picking on people the other day. So, you know, people picking on Roxanne Pallet. Strangely enough, this is the programme that picked on uh, Kim Woodburn. Yet they failed to see the irony of the whole blooming thing. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Um, I also, my friend Ian told me what he'd heard about... Um, a certain presenter, I said, oh, I heard that ages ago, actually, although he, he denied it emphatically. I never believe it when people say, you always say, somebody leaves somewhere and they say, oh, and, and they're going to go to so-and-so and they go, no, I'm not. And you think, no, you're just saying that. You're just saying that. We think you are, actually. We think you are. Anjam Chowdhury, set to be released from jail in October. What a vile piece of work he is. What a vile piece of work. 
and uh, as I say, not uh, not oh, that's strange. What's that? Uh, not really interested in Amjam Chowdhury or any of his uh, any of his ilk. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, actually, I got a thing the other day from uh, from a friend of mine actually. Um, and I've, what am I going to find it? I think it was it was John Terrett actually. And uh, he when we were talking about the other day, and uh, we were talking about the uh, the New York disaster. And um, and John was apparently one of those who actually released it, first of all. He said, but he's never been there. He's never been never been sort of mentioned before when they do all these sort of things. Well, I'm not, actually. I'm never mentioned in these things before either. But, you know, that's the way it goes, I'm afraid, John. But uh, John uh, occasionally opts into the programme, which is quite nice. And uh, a lot of people talking about... Oh, come here, you stupid phone, honestly. I must change... The, have you seen the price of the new uh, Apple phones? They're going up in price, going up in... I don't see how much further you can kind of uh, push it, but uh, but they do, but they do, and people people buy it, don't they? Uh, what else have we got? I don't know what we're going to be doing on In Conversation this week. I know what we were going to be doing. I know what we're not going to be doing right uh, right now. Uh, Mary talks about the whip, uh, Wing Yip store, which I talked about the, uh, the other day on the programme. I knew I'd got it right, actually. I knew I'd got it right. And uh, Kristen was the one who says that as partners, we're crying out for more partners. They just don't seem to be uh, doing it. And then Dickie was the one who rescued a dog from Cyprus, which is quite nice. And uh, we like that. And then Jamie Oliver was back with, uh, oh, look delicious, whatever it was, a couple of recipes from, uh, from Cook's Italian. And John Terrett says, I was the only BBC News presenter on air at 1.45pm, 9.11, handled the first 12 minutes on my business programme on News 24 as main news anchor. We're on their break. One praise from management. Now they don't mention me on the tribute programmes. No, no. I never get mentioned either, so don't, don't worry. That's why I always tell people I was the one who broke it on, uh, on LBC. Matt was uh, enjoying the, uh, the morning in South End. Hoping, he says, the sun stays for filming. I'm sure it would, actually. Yesterday was uh, looked look like quite a nice day, actually. Uh, Matt's got tattoos. Jamie Oliver doesn't have tattoos, which we discovered the other day. Although the word al dente was suggested in a certain place. <laughs> Only Jamie Oliver could say that. So funny. So, so funny. And uh, very quickly, another one here. A lot of people talk about South End. Uh, and then somebody says, tattoos are the ink of Satan. Funny, isn't it? You don't have any tattoos, do you? you don't need no. Isn't it funny? You can look at people and you go, you haven't got any tattoos. Mind you, you look at my brother, you'd think he wouldn't have any tattoos, but he's got one, one hidden. It was Dan who told me about uh, loose women who are not going to be using Katie Price. You cannot have anybody on that programme who endorses or talks about cocaine. It's as simple as that. What a stupid, foolish woman. Very foolish. 84850, uk. Tim Vincent. Uh, picked up on the fact I was talking about this bloke talking to the driver of the bus and uh, says they actually should have known better. Uh, and also people picking up on what I did ages ago on, is a penguin a chocolate-covered bourbon? Well, they've already told you that it is a bourbon of sorts, but that's what it is. Might have a slightly different filling, but it's a bourbon biscuit. I tell you, you want to prove it? Melt it. Melt it. Go on, put it, put it in a, whatever they call it, you know, the bowl over the hot water and melt a thing, and then you will end up finding out exactly what it is. Not complicated, is it? Not complicated. Uh, la, 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 la. Apparently, oh, oh, Kristen's one who's looking forward to the uh, the pubcast. I think that's what they call it. They did it. They did it last year, and uh, I like the idea actually. How it? I mean, it's going to be really difficult. I bet you. 
I, I, I tell you, it's going to be. I'm, I'm going to be stitched up on this one. I've just got this uh, this feeling. Uh, very quickly, uh, let's find out what else we've got today. The B boss admitted that the coverage on Cliff Richard was wrong, and uh, Will Will Guyatt is up early this morning. He's on his way to the hospital. He and Laura, apparently that's the other half. Bit of a surprise to me. Nobody told me about that one. Be coming home with baby baby Steve Allen Guyatt, which is uh, nice. Because if it's not named after me, no more name checks for Will Guyatt this morning. What a time, honestly, what a time to have to start giving birth in the morning. Mind you, the good news is you can be around for breakfast at eight. So that's cool, isn't it? That means you have, literally, I mean, I don't know why you're going to the hospital. Just put down newspaper in the corner. Let her have it like a litter. And then just pick up the newspaper. Keep keep the one you like the look of, you know. And then give the next one to the next door neighbours. You know, just in case. Is it one or two? It'd be funny if it was two, wouldn't it? I've always wanted a big family. I don't come from a big family. My my parents were in big families, but I was not. I wanted to be one of like five or six. That's why I'm slightly jealous of Jamie Oliver's family because he's got five, and I think there's another one on the way. I think Chris Evans has got five. Is it five with another two on the way, or is he? Is it four with another two on the way? Even I get confused. But I think the wife's expecting twins. So that's an awful... That's wonderful, isn't it? I think that's... Actually, I'm so excited by that. Seriously. I'm as excited as if I had a new puppy. You know? And I saw one on the telly the other day, and I thought, I want a puppy as well now. Excuse me. He's got three. Who has? Mr. E. Oh, Mr. E's got three, so another two. So he'll have five. I think five's brilliant. Isn't that fantastic? I think people should have huge families. You know, really, really big families. I like it. You know, if you have a big fa- if you can afford to have a big family, have a big family. If you're listening to us in Newcastle, you've probably got a big family, but you can't afford it. So that's quite nice, isn't it, that we're all paying for it. I'm very happy with that one. And uh, no 10p bags left in uh, Warwick, says Ian. Uh, the cheapest was 15. Yeah, they, they, um, yeah, they do. The 5p's gone up to 10p and the 10p's gone up to 15p. But you get a lot of stuff in it. Seriously, you really do. And uh, apparently tattoos guarantee the wearer, Steve, a life on welfare. Oh, it's nice. I always wanted one. I seriously always wanted one. And then I thought, it's going to hurt. I know it's going to. And then I thought, do I want to go through it? And I've watched this tattoo fixing programme, which, to be honest with you, has got um, a receptionist who's a complete waste of space. She doesn't know anything about tattoos or anything. Just seems to be there to be irritating. Uh, Steve, uh, Olivia Newton-John was on the television in Australia. Talking about her battle with cancer. She's very positive. Sir Cliff and Sir Barry Gibber, her friends, and we're talking about her. Yep, they've been friends for a long, long time. Long, long time. Did you ever drink double diamond beer? I've never drunk beer in my life. No, it's, I'm not a student. I don't do sort of cheap drinks, you know. It used to be a double diamond works wonders, works wonders, works wonders. A double diamond works wonders, so get one today. And I didn't. Um, I didn't ever drink beer. In fact, I didn't drink anything that came in a bottle, I don't think, apart from an orange juice or a tomato juice or something like that. But I never did, I never did anything else. Uh, there's a very naughty rugby song up here called The Ball of Kiri Muir. And uh, Jim of Aberdeen says, get your Aberdonian colleague to sing it for you. The Ball of Kiri Muir. It's probably what I think it is. We don't want him singing, do we? Why, why are rugby songs naughty? I don't know. I mean, I've, I haven't ever been to rugby. I used to play it when I was a child. We didn't know any, any rugby songs at all. Why is it they're all a bit... Are they a bit naughty and near the mark or something? A bit rude? Are they? I didn't... You would have to ask Matt Stan. I don't know anything about rugby songs at all. I don't even know how many's in the team. Which is embarrassing, isn't it? Is it 13 or 12? I don't know. I think it's 15. God, you're useless, aren't you? You think it's 15. 
It's for posh people, yeah. I don't know, you want to see some of the ones we get round our way. The last thing they are is posh. <laughs> but uh, I like the idea of, of knowing a naughty song. I don't know any naughty songs at all. I don't think so, no. No. We did have one the other day which somebody mentioned, and I suddenly realised I couldn't even mention the title of the song on the programme because it was rude. Well, it considered rude. I mean, not rude by anybody else's standards, but sort of rude in, in today's kind of lifestyle. You don't want to turn on the radio and hear somebody singing a rude song. Well, you probably do, actually, but uh, not on this programme. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a really nice to be company. 19 minutes past uh, five. 30% of graduates will pay off their student loans, which means 70% of graduates can't be bothered. I don't know how much student loans rack up at. Uh, I think it's an awful lot. Sarah Ferguson turned up to some event. Ever since I mentioned the fact you can find her on YouTube losing her temper with that poor Australian, uh, the more people seem to be looking... At it, the playwright J.M. Barry was born in Kiri Muir and is best remembered for Peter Pan. There is a statue for Peter Pan in the town square. And there's one here. There's one here, actually. It's um, in Kensington Gardens, isn't it, I think? Uh, Anthony says, if you were to get a puppy, what breed would you choose? Please don't say a chihuahua. No, I'm not a chihuahua sort of person, actually. They're the dogs that don't walk, aren't they, really? <laughs> no, if I was going to have a puppy, what did I see the other day? I don't know. It, was, it looked gorgeous. It was tiny and it was enthusiastic and it had a lovely face. And you kept thinking, I'm your daddy now. Not me, but the other people on the television. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jenny says, odd that appliances by Apple have gone up. Apple should come down to conform with Newton's law of gravity. Thank you. Somebody bought a, an 06 Saab 95 Hot Aero 250 BHP, which is horsepower things in excellent condition very fast best thing was the price 400 quid it sounds to me like it's going to have a new engine very shortly and check it with a magnet just to find out how much is filler on it 400 pounds my first car was 100 pounds that's what i spent on my first car now they, they they cost considerably more but but interestingly enough you you get what you pay for and of course you have to pay all the way along the line don't you because you've got to get the insurance You've got to get, uh, oh, God, it's just, it's never-ending. If it's not the insurance, it's the MOT. If it's not the MOT, it's the tax disc. If it's not the tax disc, it's tyres. It's, oh, so many different things. Jane Fonda says she's Fonda Porn. That's a play on the the words, actually. Uh, She's 80. She says she liked erotic fiction. You see, I'm of the opinion that erotic fiction appeals to women. Women like erotic fiction. Men like to see the pictures. They want to see what it is, you know, whereas women go, oh, no, I don't see that. I mean, if ever you've been to a to a hen night where they've had strippers, you know, it's it's always I mean, you fear for your life if you're a normal bloke standing there. Uh, I used to share a flat in London with a with a stripper called Billy Ribbon. And uh, and we used to go out to these gigs. The women are like mad. I mean, seriously, Christopher Biggins told me he went to a Chippendale show once. So it was him and his boyfriend, the only two blokes in the audience. And, of course, the Chippendales don't strip. They don't, uh, they don't show everything. Whereas if you go to a hen night, the strippers show everything. And they're chosen specifically for that reason. Which is nice. No chance of me ever being a stripper. Uh, there's a worker who's just been jailed for arson. His name is Adris Ali. He's obviously a complete and utter buffoon. Uh, he was refused time off. He wanted to sort out his love life. So he says to Amazon, you know, as you do, excuse me, now I have some time off to sort out my love life. And they went, no. So he started a fire which caused eight million pounds worth of damage and then sounds surprised, you know, when they, they checked on the CCTV and there was buffoon of all buffoons uh, admitting arson. 600,000 units were damaged. 
Arsenal said the, re- the repair, clean-up and labour costs were a further 745000 So they've sent him to prison, I think for about four years, actually. What an idiot. What a buffoon. What a buffoon. Strictly made me cry, says Susanna Constantine. I think she's going to be the idiot of this programme. I don't think she's going to be anything any good at all. Um, and we don't really care, actually. I'm not really bothered. They, they've given her Tony Beak to dance with. You know how creepy he is. That's uh, Anton Dubeck. Decided to change his name. Uh, Paul McCartney opens up on the Beatles' sex lives. He said he did have a wonderful experience with two hookers in uh, Las Vegas. Apparently, John Lennon claimed that the Beatles regularly held group romps during their tour. Really? I suppose they were young. Why would you, you know, we do the same here, you know. You fall in with a team and they go, oh, we should go home and have a romp. And you get, oh, I don't know. Let's go out for something to eat instead. And it's always much easier, isn't it? So Paul McCartney, why is it when people get to a certain age, they want to tell you about their love life? You know, at the age of 76, he's telling you, you know, exactly what he used to get up to. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't really care, actually. I don't think it's, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. Uh, also, Dangerous Boris, writes Alison Phillips, lies and cheats like the rest of us breathe. Uh, the McCanns, we won't give up the Maddie Hunt. I wouldn't expect you to. I wouldn't expect you to. I really wouldn't. And, uh, but they say uh, reports the pleas could shelve their hunt. I think you can't go any further. There are no leads. There's nothing at all. They had 154,000 in March. A spokesman said they remain incredibly grateful to the police. Of course they do, because they're doing the job for them. Police didn't lose her. Police didn't go on holiday. You know, the police didn't go off and leave her alone in a hotel room. As simple as that. Um, £11 million has gone into this operation. That's uh, a lot of money that could have gone elsewhere because they've had no leads. They've had rubbish. I'm sure I saw somebody who looked like Madeleine McCann. And then you sort of think to yourself, I don't think so. And it's been proven. They found nothing. They've been over there with special dogs who are trained for this sort of thing. They've searched the drains. They've searched everything. I don't think they're ever, 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 ever going to find her. But if I were the parents, I'd be saying, let's make sure that we sort of uh, can we get some more money. I don't think we should have any more money. I really don't. I think if they want more money, let them publicly raise it themselves. You know, why we should have to pay. And also, what's it got to do with the British police? Nothing. It's the Portuguese police you should be contacting, but they don't want to do anything more with it. So if they've closed down the inquiry, why are we still going with it? Uh, also, Lord Hall on uh, Chris Evans is quitting the BBC. I think the pressure on him was quite hard. He's a loss to the BBC, to our audiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. But whether or not it was to do with the, the money, I don't know. Whether or not it was a case of, you know, once people know what you earn. Why, why are people so obsessed with learning what people earn? I was talking to my friend Jim earlier on, and he, he went out for lunch the other day, and people were trying to sort of find out what sort of money people earn nowadays. I mean, it doesn't matter. When I first started here, it was 5,000... What did I get? 5,900 or something like that, which seems like... Well, it seems like a pittance, but uh, that was a full-time salary. And I was quite happy with it. I didn't know what, it, what things paid. I had no idea. Obviously, it's gone up, you know, a little bit over the years. I mean, and yet you read about the police nowadays and the 2% rise. Cressida Dick was saying the other day, you're not going to keep people in the police force on a 2% rise. They need 3%. They were told 3% and they didn't. I mean, MPs should get an 11% rise. What for? What? So they appear on TV talent shows and reality shows and stuff like that? It's ridiculous. But anyway, the BBC, sorry, the um, the independent body advising the police should get 3%, and the government ignored it and goes with 2%. Small wonder nobody's staying in the police force. Why would you want to stay there? No protection for you at all. My first car was £400, says Monica. In theory, in practice, around £340. Came with a full tank of fuel. Later sold it for £300 with almost an empty tank, so I had a £50 car for a year. 
and uh, and perfectly good. People just don't like the uh, the badge of Rover. Oh, my uncle had a Rover. My uncle Stan. We thought he was posh. We thought he was really posh. Uh, Steve, 54, two tattoos. Never claimed a penny off the state and the tattoos. Didn't hurt on my legs. I'll book you in at the tattooist in Harlow, says Kevin the Milkman. <laughs> he says, oh, and in answer to Monday's question, no. For once, I didn't meet the new girlfriend on the round for once, though I did meet the last two that way. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? That's the best way to meet people, isn't it? I've always said, you know, a milkman, although some, if you're too early in the morning, you're never going to meet anybody at all. Uh, but if you work as a barman, wow, you can meet loads of people, you know. Uh, Anthony says, can I be excused to listen to farming today or are you going to do a spoiler alert? Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Today it's cows and sheep. OK, for farming. I mean, who, who listens to programmes like that? Matt, the trucker, says, I visited Ground Zero to pay my respects whilst in New York. I was overcome with emotion and broke down. It's quite an emotional place. Quite an emotional place. So uh, that's, you know, that's what it is. But then these things are sent to to try us, aren't they? It's It's all a lesson and trying to cope with different things. There's not a day goes by where I don't read a story in the paper where there was some girl, she was working at a place, and some bloke had an obsession with her and murdered her. And you think, I'm sorry, I don't know. You know, sometimes I want to bring back the death penalty. Other times I don't want to bring back the death penalty because I don't think it'll solve anything. I like puppies that are across, says Little Day, between a Shih Tzu and a Bulldog. Thank you. Yes, we got that one, didn't we? I got a puppy last week, Steve. Marge is now part of the spike. Uh, she's a ten-week-old pug. Marge. Marge. What for a pug? I don't know. If I was going to have a dog, it would be. I don't know. I've seen it in my mind, but I, I, I can't remember what it is. It was, it was quite a lively little thing with a little short tail, which went like that. What would I call it? I don't know actually. Dave O'Brien. What would I call a dog? I don't know what I call a dog actually. I'm not sure I could do, but I quite fancy the idea of lying on the settee and the dog throws itself up on top of you and keeps you warm. There was this little one the other day. It was so tiny and it kept nuzzling into this this woman's... Well, I thought it was doing a bit of an Aretha Franklin sort of moment uh, for... What was her name? Ariana. Ariana Grande. It was groped by that preacher. And this dog looked like it was doing the same sort of thing to this woman. It was sort of nuzzling down. It was obviously quite warm and uh, cosy. Bill, Bill Clinton was not sitting behind. He's a funny old man, isn't he, really, honestly? My first car, says Ron, was £100. Mine was a Triumph Herald in brown. Cost 80 quid and lasted two years. Mine was um, um, a Ford Prefect. Three gears. First, second, third and reverse. And windscreen wipers on... Um, I don't know, whatever it was. The faster you went, the slower they went. So if you went slow, they went very, very fast. But 100 quid, I mean, that's, I thought that was good, actually, 100 pound for a car. But it costs, it's a lot of money. A friend of mine, I told you, had a black Mini in, um, like, a sparkle colour. 70 quid he wanted, and I didn't have 70. 70 pounds was a fortune. You know, when I was younger, 70 pounds was a huge amount of money. Huge amount. Uh, so uh, we don't want any dog pictures this morning, but thank you very much indeed. Much as I'm sort of getting quite wistful. Looking at your uh, picture. Sarah Ferguson turned up to some event. I'm a bit bored with Sarah Ferguson, actually. I couldn't care. She's, you're going to start seeing more of her. They go, oh, look, here's Sarah Ferguson. You know, perhaps she should cough up for her daughter's wedding and pay for it. But, of course, she won't because uh, she's always been one who relies on so many other people. Chloe Ailing. That was one found in the boot of a car, you remember. And then magically that makes you a celebrity now. She goes with that vile Jermaine Pennant. He comes on to her without saying he's married. Anyway, the other night, Jermaine Pennant's wife, they were caught going into a hotel at 5am together. 
I don't want to sort of point you in the right direction, dear, but the sooner you get rid of him, the better. Apparently he's going to go to America. Please God soon. And he stays there. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's Steve Allen's... uh, Steve Allen's early breakfast. Uh, uh, Richard says, if you're scared of having a tattoo done, why not ask Jamie Oliver to go with you? You could hold your hand and maybe even have a tattoo as well. He doesn't want a tattoo. He doesn't have a tattoo. I don't I don't seriously want a tattoo. I just sort of I think perhaps I should. And then I thought maybe I'm a little bit a uh, little bit too old for having tattoos. You know, when you get to that stage where you think, oh, a tattoo would be great fun. And then I look at these people on the television with sort of, you know, tattoos up their faces. And I think, no, no, no. Uh, Greg. Says, uh, mocking shop workers today. Hope you lot are having fun. Yep, certainly am. Uh, next time you struggle on a self-service till, the assistant, though polite and helpful, mocks you when you leave. Nobody cares. We don't care, Greg. Grow up. Get a little life. When the supermarkets close early on Sundays, not round our way, they don't, darling. Which part of the country are you in? We don't have supermarkets that close early. Ours are open till 10 o'clock. <laughs> you must be in a really naff part of the country. Ours, they're open at seven in the morning till ten at night. Ha, 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 ha. He says, and, and we take delight when, when they close early on Sunday at four or five, telling those customers when the doors close that we're closed. Not round our neck of the woods, pal. You need to move to London where it's all happening. Ten o'clock at night, I can go out and do, do shopping. I can go to Marks and Spencer's up till nine o'clock at night. Ha, 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 ha. Only for you. It's not for us. He's in Barrow. Oh, that's why. Is that where he is? Oh, that's his surname. Cumbria, is it? Oh, dear. No, no, we, we have them open till 10, darling. Oh, what a shame. Never mind. So we're laughing at you. We're laughing at you. Louis the Husky, says Gareth in Kefili. See, I like the name Gareth and I like the name Kefili, so I'm happy, actually, there. Says, um, uh, uh, Louis the Husky and I listen from 5am every morning. We do a three-mile walk. Every name I thought of for him, the wife said no. I wanted a regal name. In the end, I called Louis after King Louis XIV of France. The wife only agreed because she thought it was after Louis Spence. Oh, dear. Why would you want anything named after Louis Spence, the most irritating gay guy I've ever seen on the television? I mean, theoretically, he thought... Like that, all over the place. He was on a programme the other day, and I thought, oh, God. You kind of know they've run out of guests. I had an old VW Beetle, says Julie. My Uncle Alan had an old VW. Apparently, somebody said to me that they're so tight... That if you if you close the doors and wound up the windows, if you went into the sea, the thing would float. It's supposed to be so so airtight. And I thought well, that sounds quite nice, doesn't it? I never had one because I always thought it was like Herbie. I quite liked the idea of a car that sort of spoke to you and had all sorts of things. Uh, do you have to move on when you've been dumped? Says Mark. Yes, yes. I know some. We've all done it. <coughs> you know, you go out with somebody and you go, oh, this is going really really well, and then all of a sudden. You know, somebody goes, oh, by the way, I found somebody else. And you go, oh, OK. And so, and technically, in your mind, you think, um, perhaps they want to go out with me again. And so you stupidly, excuse me, you, uh, you, <laughs> you stupidly think that they're going to go back out with you. And they don't. They don't. because, And, and if you go out to the places... Yes, he really is. And you go out to the uh, to the places where you used to go before and then you see your ex-partner with somebody else. And unfortunately, it, it takes over, doesn't it? You do get you do get a little bit jealous and uh, and being being jealous can be really your downfall. And so consequently, you're supposed to move on. 
That's what they say. You're supposed to, but I mean, I've never managed it. I'm always rubbish at stuff like that. It's always very, very difficult. Sing, uh, Steve, you singing a double diamond works wonders. Reminded me of a song, which is uh, Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah, it's funny, Jan. We all used to know those sort of funny songs. And I don't know why we learnt all those funny songs, but we did. Do you remember I told you years ago, when I was at school, when I was very, very young, we used to do, I don't drink, I don't swear, I don't smoke. Bloody hell, I've left my pipe in the pub. And that was considered to be the worst, the worst thing that you'd ever done. And it was a, it was a shame, really. Because years later, we learnt things that were much, much ruder. And I don't know why. I don't know why. We always used to sort of worry about rude stuff, but we used to say that in hushed tones. Seriously. So uh, I now... Uh, no, you can't shop at nine on a Sunday. It's against the law and they can't sell you items till 10am. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You're, you're obviously out on the, out on the land here. Seven o'clock. Yeah, it depends on the size of the premises. God, you know so little. Seven o'clock, our co-op's open. Seven o'clock in Twickenham and closes at ten at night. Ha, 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 ha. So, and in where? In New Malden as well? Yeah, in New, even in New Malden, where electricity has only just reached and deep pile shag carpet. Only just got it out there. You know, people have got cars without somebody with a red flag walking in front of it. I mean, seriously, they've, they've, this all happening. The pond is still there. Admittedly, to fill it up every so often, but that's just people who've been to the local pub. And, um, and so that's why. But no, in London, it's, it's based on the size. Surely you know that. You can't be that stupid. You know, it's based on the size of the, of the premises. If it's a big supermarket, they don't open until 10. But if it's a small one, 7 a.m., I call in at 7am, just after 7, every Sunday morning to our local co-op. I get some bread, pint of milk, something like that. And uh, it's, it's not against the law. And uh, you can buy stuff. You can walk in and buy it automatically. And then I think they're open until 10 o'clock every day. Seven days a week. Ha, ha, ha. That's why London's the capital. We've got it all sussed around here. What do you want to do? Sit there and go, oh, I can't. It's like if, if you come up to London, you know, some of you might do. If you want to come up to smoke. And you go to Oxford Street, you go to Selfridges and you go, oh, I go in there open on a Sunday morning at 10. And is it 10 or is it 11? And whatever it is, you can't buy anything for an hour. They call it browsing. Who the hell wants to browse? Who the hell wants to browse? If I go into a store, I want to buy it there and then. I think we should do away with this ridiculous Sunday trading. It all goes back to religion and it goes back to people go to church. Well, they're not. Churches are closing everywhere. Up and down the length and breadth of the land, they're converted into houses and things like that. Nobody's going to church anymore. So why not just have the, the, the shops open? And then they go, oh, isn't it awful, you know, because they're making the shop workers. No, they're not. No, they're not. You work on a Sunday if you want to work on a Sunday. It's as simple as that. 84850, Steve at LBC. Should we call in with our favourite puppies, says Dallas? No. No, we don't want to. We don't want to know about things like that. Yeah, so try your local BBC station. I'm sure perhaps Cumbria is very popular at this time of the morning. Although, second thoughts, I don't think they'll be on air just yet, will they? They'll have got to wait till the local vicar wakes up so we can go and open the station. Uh, all those £70 minis from the 1970s, says Ron, are now worth about 10k if in good shape. The trouble is with minis, what do they get? Rust. Where do they get rust? Wheel arches. The worst place for... And also, they had lots of little places where you could get uh, water that used to congregate. I know, because I had a few a few minis, including a brand new one, which was great. Uh, Dion in Woodford Green says, My first car was a Talbot Sunbeam. It had no first gear, and when you went over a hump, the whole glass boot opened. Aircon in the 80s. <laughs> what a lovely idea. I quite like the idea that, that you're all buying cars really cheaply. John says, In the late 60s, me and my mate wanted Made in Hong Kong tattooed on our bottoms. I thought it would help chat up girls. 
How would that work? Chatting up girls made in Hong Kong. There's probably some joke there that I've missed. <laughs> Iceman says, three old English sheepdogs kept me on the straight and narrow, but remember, they grow. Yes, I've seen... Oh, I saw there's a woman around our way. She's got a huge dog. It's like... um. Not a Great Dane, but it's something very... It's enormous. This thing is enormous. It looks like the Hound of the Baskervilles. This thing is enormous. I mean, it's seriously... You look at it, it dwarfs everything else. It's big. I mean, it's like big. It must be about five foot up to its shoulders. What is the biggest dog that we've got in this country? Here we go. We shall find out now because we're the information station. We're going to find out what the biggest dog is. Because when you think... You know, these things eat food. Boy, do they eat food. Danes. And how how big do they go? How how big is big? 30 inches. Doesn't sound very much. 30 inches. What's that? That's two foot... So- no, no. I've, I've seen on average. Well, I must have seen the above average ones. That's 30 inches doesn't sound very big to me. <laughs> two and a half foot. That's not very big, is it? That's not big. I've seen I've seen hugely bigger. Hugely bigger. But there you go. I wish I'd saved my mini. I wish I'd saved loads of cars. In fact, I wish I'd saved loads of things from my childhood. Toys. If I'd saved all my toys in the original packaging, they'd be worth a lot of money. But I didn't because you played with them. Chris in Glasgow says, you mentioned the new staff complaints process for the NHS, which reminded me of a former employer's complaints procedure. It involved a notice by the photocopying machine which read... Anybody wishing to lodge a complaint about the company or management, please submit such claims in the round receptacle along the end of the corridor. Once submitted, please remember to flush. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, Charlie says, if it opens 7 to 10 on a Sunday, that's not a supermarket, it's a convenience store. I couldn't care less what it is. OK, you can call it the place around the court. You can call it what you like. You can buy yogurts, cheese, but there's nothing you can't buy. Nothing you can't buy in there, everything. So it's convenient because it's close to you. Okay, that's all it is. So it's a supermarket as far as I'm concerned. It sells fruit, veg, everything. It's got fridges, freezers, papers, bread, rolls, crusty, soft, medium soft, uh, chopped chicken. It's got everything. Lottery ticket. You can get your lottery tickets in there. Everything. I spent a wonderful day, Steve, uh, at uh, Windsor Castle. The restoration's amazing. Bloody well should be. It cost us an arm and a leg. And St George's Chapel is beautiful. That's where Watsit's buried. Remember I told you? Who was the one who was executed in um, uh, in um, just off Horse Guards Parade? Was that Charles? First or second? I can't remember which one it was. First. Uh, he was executed and people hung from lampposts to watch his execution. It was a cold day, but he, he made them put a shirt on him so he didn't feel the, the cold. And uh, he's buried, they didn't know he was until they found him a short while ago, in St George's Chapel. They opened a coffin, because uh, somebody had said there's, there's a coffin down in the, uh, underneath, in the undercroft. And so they opened it up, and uh, there was this body with a separate head, with a little beard. And he had a little beard, so they then knew that's where he was. The Newfoundland is the biggest dog. Is that the one that they made a film about? What was that film about a dog that slabbered everywhere? That, you know, when it went like that, you got drenched. That was really, yeah, it was really disgusting. And I think that that was a Newfoundland. Somebody's very cruel. Gemma's got nothing to do with that. I don't even think she's got a dog, as far as I remember. Although she does have Arge. <laughs> and welcome to him. And welcome to him. Steve, there was a story. They tested the air tightness of VW by leaving a canary in it for a few days. And if it suffocated, the seals were good. Jeep did the same thing with a cat. But if the cat didn't escape, they thought the seals were good. Okay, And uh, Steve, I've got a cat called Colin. 
Colin. How can you call a cat Colin? Also, we've got two Daves and a Gary. Are you on medication or something? How can you... Your cat's called Norman. Why do you give cats normal names? You call it, you know, cat or something. I don't, I don't know. You don't call it a, a proper name, do you? Colin. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? But to, when we went to the vets, uh, you know, everybody said, you know, don't be embarrassed when you go. Well, I would be embarrassed if I was you. If you walked in and I went, sorry, Mary is here. Do you have Norman with you? I've seen all these vet programmes on the television. Uh, Sandra says it's 30 inches to the height of their back, not their head, so they'll be a lot bigger. Well, 30 inches is nothing. I mean, I'm looking... No, these things are huge. These th- the Great Danes are enormous. They're like the size of a small pony. Oh, right. John says in the 60s, everything plastic and cheap had made in Hong Kong on it. Now it's usually made in China. Yes, it used to say made in Hong Kong. We had a, a, all those stickers... Made in England, made in the UK and all that kind of stuff to make you think that it wasn't made in, in Hong Kong. Although, to be honest with you, the quality has gone up so much now that uh, you might as well buy it. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, my three-year-old Steve has given her cuddly toy dog the name Sandra. No idea why, says Sarah in Thatcham. <laughs> Listen, this is, this is kind of getting out of control at the moment. I've suddenly realised, actually. My first car was a Mini Countryman, says Andy. Perfect wheel arches, but failed an MOT due to woodworm. Yes. Actually, we used to have a presenter at LBC. I don't think he's alive anymore. But um, I went round a corner once um, and uh, I went into the side of his car and he then... Oh, another cup. He then, um, he then claimed off my insurance. I mean, to be honest with you, his car was falling apart. I thought it was just a ruse. <laughs> Steve, I, uh, I know a border terrier called Kev. What's that? That's some... Oh, well, it would be if you put hot water in it. That would be the clue. Red hot water in a... Oh, right. Sorry? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, he's come out the dishwasher. You've not stopped the dishwasher, have you, to get a cup? We've had that trouble before where things only get half washed in there. Uh, my name is Mark from Essex. One of the largest dogs is called an Irish wolfhound, says Mark. Good for you. And uh, Louise says, my daughter had a rabbit called Trevor. Always was a peculiar child. <laughs> Uh, Britain's zombie drug epidemic in the paper today. This is spice. I don't know what it contains. I'm not remotely interested. Luckily, I'm not interested in drugs. Luckily, I really couldn't care less. If somebody wants to put drugs into their body, that's their problem. Unfortunately, it affects other people. And now they're saying they want a crackdown. Well, you've let it get out of control. The government are totally useless. You know, I could guarantee you could leave here. I could leave here now within 10 minutes. I bet you I could score drugs on the streets of London without too much trouble at all. Don't need to go to seedy areas. The main areas are selling drugs. In fact, actually, you can also probably get them delivered by motorbike. I could probably find somebody who'd say you can get drugs, stand there, 50 quid will get you this. It's that easy to get. Listen, if you can get them in prison, you can certainly get them on the uh, on the outside. Simple as that. Uh, lots of celebrities did their bit for charity the other day. And we'll have lots of celebrities coming up on LBC for... Oh, it reminds me. Make some noise. I've got a lovely competition. I want to send two of you to Mexico. And it's fully inclusive, everything. So you get your food, your booze. You've got a choice of eight restaurants, uh, water sports. I know many of you are probably into water sports. So you'll be able to uh, enjoy swimming and diving and water skiing and all sorts of things. So all of that coming up on the programme this morning. Uh, residents tell of hell as crazed users litter the streets. The police have to pick these people up. 
Seriously, it's it's appalling. It's in London. It's probably in your uh, neck of the woods as well. The withdrawal is even worse than that of heroin, which is not so good, is it? Uh, cheese and a glass of milk can be good for your heart. Oh, thank the Lord for that. Uh, I was very excited about the, uh, not not so much the cheese thing, but the glass of milk. And they say full fat milk could improve heart health. Because people keep saying to me, you know, they, they keep saying, I said yesterday at the end of the show, I was so sick to death of people talking about, you know, diabetes and saying, oh, it's this killer and all the rest of it. I think, well, I'm living with it. I'm living with it. There's loads of people who live with, with diabetes. Some people cope with it very well and uh, and some people don't cope. I think I cope with it very well. I try to be healthy. I'm not particularly healthy all the time, but I've not drunk in two weeks, no alcohol. Well, apart from I had that bottle of the cider thing, but I didn't class that as alcohol. It was, it was more like pears with strawberries. It was only 4%. It's only, it's only you know, 4% is nothing, is it really? Not when you consider the amount of Prosecco that I could knock away. In fact, I could really knock away quite a bit of Prosecco. Prosecco holds no, but I'm determined that I won't drink until after the operation. So I'm being quite good about it. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes you think, oh, I just fancy a glass of Prosecco now. And then think, no, don't be silly. You don't need it. If you don't need it, don't have it. Jay says, my cat's called Rogers. Is there a joke there or something that I've missed? I don't want to miss any jokes here and start implicating myself. Lee in the Lake District, how lovely. Apparently, Cumbria has now got colour and electricity. No. In Cumbria, I've seen pictures of Cumbria. I'm sure I have, but it says you just made me laugh about victors in Cumbria. You're not wrong. I get radio blackout every morning for about five minutes on my commute to Penrith from Keswick, usually around 0530. Uh, At that time, please put the news on so I don't miss you talking. But I love the show, says Lee. An Anatolian shepherd dog is huge, says Joan. How can you have a dog that's bigger than you? I always wanted, if if ever I had, you know, a lot of money... And uh, and we, we bought the house that we thought we wanted to buy in the first place. I would want miniature ponies or uh, what? What are you smiling for? Top decks. Oh, right. Oh, somebody's just got, because on this holiday, we've got water sports. And I know a lot of you are very keen on that. A lot of you have said, you know, is there an opportunity, Steve, of doing water sports? There is on this holiday. In fact, they, they cater for you and... I'll just have you a quick look, actually, because a lot of you are complaining about it. But uh, no, it's got a private beach and and you can. You've got three swimming pools, three swimming pools and you can dine. They've got eight gourmet restaurants. Every, it's free. Just free. You just go in there and sit down. And then the next day you could do more water sports. You know, sometimes you do water sports, sometimes you don't. I personally am like a bit of a gazelle in the water. You know, people say to me, what do you like? When I was younger... I was very good. Now I'm like a gazelle with a block of concrete strapped to it because I just sink. I just, on my back, brilliant. I'm, I'm, I, can be, I can be really quite athletic in the water. But on my stomach, pfft, nothing at all. Funny that, isn't it, really? They wish you to put me into the relay race on my back. So I'd lie there waiting, holding on. And then so we go, shh, and then apparently I'm supposed to disappear under the world. We didn't do any of that kind of rubbish. And, and then I go hell for leather down the swimming pool, then get to the other end, clutching this sort of thing between my teeth, like a, a coloured bar or something. I can't remember what it was, actually, like a little half a broom handle, which was very nice. Uh, Steve, my first car was an Austin Metro, and you used to have to pump the suspension. Uh, otherwise, the arches used to rub on the wheels. Nothing worse, is there? Once it rubs on the wheels, on a hiding to nothing, I think, there. Uh, my German Shepherd was called Muttley and Helmut. When he was naughty. Dastardly wasn't, says Stephen Formby. Which cat has the most withering look? 
uh, I don't know, Tibbles. Tibbles. And also, uh, a lot of people talk about Chihuahuas. I don't do Chihuahuas. I can't do Chihuahuas. Two Jack Russells I've got, Steve, called George and Jack, named after the Sweeney. Going down the wrong road here, definitely. Uh, also, oh, there's a great story I want to do, but I can't. Because it's uh, one of these cases that might sort of make it into court. And I'm, I'm very disappointed because it's such a good story. EastEnders' Danny Dyer has credited his daughter's Love Island victory for his win. What talent did she have? She cried. She was a bit pathetic, a bit weak. And she can pull a pint, sort of. And that's about it. Uh, plus, plus, plus. Uh, they're still talking, in all the papers talking about spice. Uh, the man guilty of a tube fondle. Uh, he claimed he was asleep on the central line, but the jury convicted him. His name's James Froomberg. A former National Lottery Commissioner claimed he was, he was squeezing a woman's bottom on the tube. I mean, it's just unnecessary, isn't it, really? You're on a tube. They've got cameras everywhere. And, some, you know, you would see somebody if they get, somebody's going to... I mean, I've never had my bottom squeezed on the tube. And I've been on and off the carriages loads of times. But nothing. But I think if you're on a busy carriage, I think there is the danger that people could squeeze your bottom. You do get some. Some people think that they, they can get away with it, but uh, not anymore. So, what did they fine him? Actually, what did he get fined? Oh, he 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 could, he he would get jail. Oh, it's unlikely that he would get jail. He could face a community order. So he's been found guilty, and he's he's admitted it as well. It's not so good, is it, really? Poor soul. Uh, Dell's watch, the pocket watch that turned Dell and Rodney into millionaires, is up for sale. The Harrison Lesser watch. Oh, it's a prop. Oh, it's a prop. This is a non-working prop. Uh, they say, but it is actually the one that they used in the series. Fifteen grand, fifteen thousand quid. It was lovely when they when they got that money. They'd waited all their life and they found it because it turned out that Cassandra's father was a watch dealer or something, and he went to oh they were going through the garage, and then they found the watch, and he said, "I can't believe it." He said. Do you, do you have a provenance for this? He said, yeah, I think so. Rodney, we got a... Yes, and they had the thing from the lady saying she'd sold them this this watch. And it was the the lesser watch. I don't know whether or not it was ever real, you know, in so much as there was a lesser watch, but I thought it was quite lovely. And then it went, went to auction and they passed out at about three million. When he came to, it was six million and still going. And then they went outside and they ended up with three million pound each. And it was, it was just uplifting. It was uplifting. To, why can't we have more of that? And lesser people dying in the bodyguard. You know, we don't want things like that. And they're, they're axing Poldark. They've decided they've had enough with Poldark. I thought people went crackers for people with their shirts off. They go, oh, you know, very nice indeed, but not actually. Uh, Steve, what do you think about the death of uh, Fenella Fielding? What do you expect me to say? Whoopie doo, let's bring a brass band out and we'll have balloons or something. That's a funny thing to say. What do you think about the death of her? I don't know. She ain't coming back, is she? It's a bit like being in the bodyguard. She was 90. She was 90. She had a good innings. But people only remember her for, for the um, carry-on screaming with, with Kenneth Williams, who she said nicked all the good lines. But uh, there again, he probably did. Uh, well done, says, uh, says Nikki, on the not drinking. Uh, good luck with the op. Uh, you'll feel amazing. I, know, well, you know, I feel good at the moment, strangely enough. Well, I did feel good yesterday. We had some very old phone calls backwards and forwards, and my day was ruined. Yes, in fact, I, I felt so bad I had to go to bed. Had to go to bed. It was one of those things I thought, no, go to bed, Stephen. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's uh, coming up four minutes past six. 
Steve Allen's early breakfast on uh, LBC. It's Wednesday, the 12th of September. The McCanns are in the papers. It started the other day. I knew this was going to build up again. And this is the uh, the story that the police search could end in weeks, but the McCanns want them to carry on, and the police apparently have asked for more money. Now, I seem to remember the last time the police asked for money, they said, all right, you can have, you know, 154000 for the next six months, but, you know, if it doesn't produce anything, there's no more money. Now the McCanns have said, and the police have said, that there is another lead. They hope that the investigation continues, more funding is granted. I'm sorry, I think we're throwing money away now. There is no lead. There is no nothing. And, uh, you know, they should be incredibly grateful. £11 million we've spent just on one child. There are lots and lots of children that go missing every year. This was, this was a very interesting case because nobody knows what happened to her. If, if you knew, we could do something about it, but we have no idea. We don't know if she wandered off. We don't know if she was abducted. They're saying she was abducted. We have no evidence of this whatsoever. There is nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, that's why I think she wandered off. Like most children, you wake up in the night, you wander off, you want to go to the toilet, and uh, then you find yourself somewhere else. I think what happened, and I, my guess is as good as the next person's, I think she wandered off. They were very close to a main road. I think she was hit by, by a vehicle, and uh, she died. And I think then they they took her away and she was buried somewhere, in which case you'll never find her. I just don't believe that somebody would abduct one child when you've got a choice of three. And it would be a choice. You know, nobody saw anything. The, nothing was working. They didn't have, you know, how they ever went off and left in the first place is their business. I've got no idea. But I think £11 million. I mean, they're not going to give up the Maddie Hunt, but I think they have to they have to do it themselves now. I think we, we've done as much as we can. There isn't anything else you can do. They've, they've, they've tried everything. They've explored every lead. They've had every wacky, backy person under the sun going back saying, I've seen Madeleine McCann. She was with this family and all the rest of it. And they've all ended up with nothing. Absolutely ended up with, with nothing at all. Uh, the diary in the paper today, Louis, Sy sacked me, but I still miss him. And this is Louis Walsh. He knows far more than anybody on that panel. What's the point of putting Ada and Robbie Williams both as mad as each other? Uh, also, uh, Matt Lucas says... We buried my grandmother last week. She was furious. I like that idea. Good old Matt Lucas. And um, uh, Kirsty Allsop quitting Twitter over the admission she broke her children's iPads. You can guarantee, can't you, the internet trolls come out of the woodwork. Or the, there's people who'd be so desperate to have that iPad and you just broke it. Mind your own business. It's got nothing to do with you. Worry about your own sad existence. God in heaven. Uh, Ian Highland talks about Princess Margaret, the rebel royal. Yes, I mean, she really was. She was never going to be queen. And so consequently, she had parties, she behaved badly, she had affairs, she did anything she really wanted to do. And uh, in the end, just died and it was was all a little bit quiet, wasn't it? A little bit sad, I think. Uh, The over 75s could lose free TV licences. I thought that was the only advantage to getting to 75s. You got a free TV licence. I wish they'd give you free tax on the car. 500-odd pound miners. It's absolutely outrageous. Seriously, I don't, I don't know. And they found, is it in Australia, these um, two rocks full of gold, full of gold. I mean, they haven't found this much gold in one place. They're going to put them up for auction. Two million pounds, they reckon. It's quite a big rock and it's embedded with gold. Imagine finding that. I often wondered, I used to worry about the, the diamond miners at Kimberley which is this huge hole in the ground, and they have all the miners who go in there. Do you know they search them like they search them to see if they secrete diamonds? People have been known to cut their skin, put the diamond in, and then stitch it back up again to try and get diamonds out. And, of course, nobody's managed it so far because they have uh, very strict 
plans in place. Uh, Andrew, 45, has sex after doctors build Miracle Willy. I wasn't even aware that you could have a Miracle Willy. I mean, to be honest with you, given a choice, we'd all have one, wouldn't we? But this one's £50,000, and it's created from skin from his arm in a 10-hour operation. Now, I've got skin on my arm with, with, with a skin graft, which is taken from my leg, and, and that's about, um, well, anyway, quite, quite a lot. And so he's had the same thing. He bedded his girlfriend, who's called Fedra, using a, uh, a button to pump it up. This is on the front page of The Sun this morning. I don't know if your, your breakfast is going to sort of, sort of sound a bit different. Anyway, he says, I'm very pleased with it. So he's finally had sex at 45. He lives at 33. <laughs> Such an old gag. It's an old Bob Monkhouse gag, but I, I love it every time I repeat it. And I do repeat it. And so what they've done, it's, it's a bionic willy. And it's got a vein from his right leg. They've taken it from all over the place, actually. So, 10-hour operation. Uh, the skin is wrapped around the vein in a tube. Surgeons then mould... Um, are you up for this this time of the morning? I, I, you know, I'm not too sure, actually. And, um, and then it says, inside is an implant and a pump. So you can sort of pump it up. Now, I've seen different things like this before, which is sort of... It's either a pump or it's... Um, a metal rod, and you can bend the metal rod, and so that gives you sort of the... Uh, anyway, so, uh, and he's, he's talked about how long it's it sort of works. £50,000? £50,000? What's this film? Is it King of Thieves? Right. A friend of mine has just said, I'm, I'm going to see King of Thieves going this morning. No, I'm not. No. And I'll tell you... No, I can't tell you why I'm not. But, uh, yes, I can. Yes, it's not happening, OK? It's not happening. Not a happy bunny at all. Not a, Really not a happy bunny. It's as simple as that. But anyway. Uh, also, uh, a minder, a quick step behind Katie. This is Katie Piper. She's got a security uh, guard with her. We like Katie Piper, and she likes us as well. And um, £400 a day to finish the footy statement. This is uh, Crossrail. Sparks uh, quit for Spurs' job. And so what they're actually looking at, they're looking at hundreds of crossrail workers who walked out after being offered £400 a day to help finish his Spurs' delayed new stadium. They've turned down £400 a day. Good Lord above. Always pays more money than I imagine. And a fraudster called uh, Syed Bukhari, uh, balding, uh, ripped off a vulnerable old couple, you thieving little toe rag, honestly. What did he do it for? He sold their £150,000 home, stole their £150,000 life savings, then had hair surgery, £10,000, splashed out on Rolex designer gear and six holidays. He duped his victims who have dementia by claiming he worked for their bank. Oh, you rot in prison, you so-and-so. He tried to take out a £40,000 loan. He also posed as the couple's son. But anyway, he comes from Withington in Manchester. He's been jailed for seven years and 11 months. I hope you rot in prison, you so-and-so. I can think of lots and lots of rude names for people like you. But uh, I hope they rip your hair out when you get into prison. Uh, Steve, uh, you mentioned a free TV licence. Do people get them for free if they're blind? Yes. Yes, you get something. A friend of mine was blind He didn't because he doesn't have the TV. He just had a sound box in the corner so he could listen to all the, the sound. But there was no, no point in having the pictures, was there? 50% off, you get a discount. You just, just get the uh, the sound, which is OK, isn't it? You'd think people would get it for free. 
but uh, but they don't. They don't. Uh, here's the, the Beeb. Oh, that story's in here. This other... Oh, I wish I could run this other story, because it's so good. It's such a good story, but eventually we will see it. Picture of poor old Vic Beckham with more clothes that don't fit, walking about in trousers that are just ridiculous. She's been mocked by fans after a marketing stunt backfired and suggested she wanted a divorce. No, she doesn't want to do it. She can't survive without him. She needs him. She needs him. It's as simple as that. Uh, also, um, 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 Lord, Cornish council leaders debated whether an apostrophe should be kept in Land's End and finally agreed to keep it. The rubbish they talk about, honestly, in council meetings. The absolute rubbish. Uh, Tom Daly has taken a £92,000 plunge. We like Tom Daly. He seems nice and genuine. Him and Lance, they seem to be a nice couple. So we don't have any problem there at all. Here's a picture of Pharrell Williams and his uh, model wife, Helen. And they're looking for their triplets, an older son who's called Rocket. Who was it who came up with a really peculiar name for their, for their son the other day? Yes, a friend of mine's written back gone, what? Yes, at yesterday, at short notice. At short notice. You can imagine how, um, how unhappy I was. What with that and the car company going, oh, we don't have any record of any bookings for you. <laughs> Only been doing it for two years. I mean, that's either blooming incompetence or they're just complete idiots. Difficult to tell. Is anybody in the country, says Ron, interested in forthcoming Eugenie's wedding? No, we're not. And we quite like the family to pay for it. Apparently she's going for a drive through, um, through Windsor. Why don't you just get the bus, dear, like normal people? She's going to have a, a wedding spread over three days. Boring, boring people. Christian says, uh, I've said many times, if Mrs McCann had been a council mum out on the vodka and Red Bulls, the press would have vilified her. Fact is, middle-class doctors having some vino warranted a different reaction. I couldn't agree more. If she'd been, as I've said, from a sinker state, she'd have been absolutely vilified by, by the press. They'd have had a field day. Middle-class, completely different. Apparently quite normal to leave your children in a room. But they've got to live with that. That's the problem. They've got to live with that. Uh, also... Uh, what was this a picture of? Oh, hot chocolate, which is said to make hair grow, has been rubbished by experts. Geordie Shaw, Sophia Cassay, claims that something here helped her hair loss condition. What a load of old rubbish. What a load of old rubbish. Don't take a blind bit of notice of any of these uh, these uh, people. You know, they just, they're doing it for money. They're making it up, especially if they're on Geordie Shore. You know what we're dealing with there. Really bad news, really bad news. And uh, bad news for, uh, I'm afraid, little Laura Anderson. Laura, you know, used to be trolley dolly in the sky. Bit of an attention seeker. And Paul Knops, I think that's how you pronounce his name. But uh, they apparently have split. They were on Love Island, of course, because it was fake. It was fake. And let's you know, single people, nobody's interested in her. She's an attention seeker and he's just a bit of a dipstick. So they later dismissed it as a bicker, but friends say, no, they disagreed on a night out because it was fake. Don't treat us like idiots. We're not stupid. We know that Laura is really, really desperate and apparently used to work for an airline. And how old is she? Is she... How old is she? 29? She's never 20. She won't see 29 again. She's more like early 40s, isn't she? I would have thought so. I mean, Gemma Collins is now 63, I think, and uh, Amy Childs, I think, is pushing 40. But they all—they have to pretend that they... And as for Chloe Sims, have you seen Chloe Sims? I mean, she was old years ago. Now she's going, oh, yeah, because I'm like 29. No, you're not. No, you're not. And Nadia Essex, who called herself Lady for some reason. She's been dropped from Celebs Go Dating. She's been booted off the programme after being caught using fake accounts to troll Twitter users. About time they did that with more of those sort of people, so you won't be hearing of her ever again. 
and um, they'll be hoping to avert a disaster. So somebody also quit this year as well from the other programme. She was setting up fake accounts to troll certain users, which is something that won't be tolerated. Why are these people so stupid? I mean, surely if you set up a fake account and you do something like that, they're going to, they're going to get rid of you. So they have. So she's disappeared. Goodbye. Finish. Right, what do my stars say for today? I've got enough time to just to tell you very quickly. Well, it's, it's good news, isn't it? Very pleased with that. OK. And the same for you too? Of course. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 6.20. Wednesday. Wet. In London. Wet. Where's the sunshine? Where is the sunshine? The new flu jab will not protect the elderly from fatal flu. That's what they say. Well, I have the flu jab because I'm high risk. So consequently, I get the flu jab and you can have it done as well. Your local chemist will do it. I think they're, they're doing it in uh, in goods in Twickenham. So anybody can go in and get get the flu jab. And if you're going to do it, do it now. I need to make up a, a date to go uh, and get that sorted out. Uh, Piers Morgan. Took a swipe at Ant McPartland for taking time off from telly. He says, at least I pitched up for work. See, that's it with, with peers. You know, people go, oh, isn't he dreadful? The rest of it. No, he's not. That's why they pay him that sort of money. It's because he's popular. It's because people like him. They like what he, what he says. They like what he represents. So when he says, oh, I would offer all this money for Strictly, and people say, oh, why do you not take it? Why does he? He doesn't need the money. Believe you me, he does not need the money. Uh, also, Lee Ryan fears he's going to show off his bulging belly on Strictly. Thanks to his pizza-loving children. There's something odd about Lee Ryan. As far as I'm concerned, he could go disappear and quickly. Uh, plus, uh, Young yearning for a piece of the action. And the curtain's coming down on the iconic home of box office smash, The Full Monty, after nearly a century as a working men's club. This is where the finale was filmed. It's uh, Sheffield's Shire Green Club. I loved it. I loved The Full Monty. But my favourite film was, was still, and I can't remember the name of it, it was a film that came out years ago. It was ladies who worked at the Mint. They worked at... The, was it the Mint they worked at? And what they were doing is all this old money used to go in there for, for destroying fivers, tenors, twenties, things like that. Uh, now, of course, we have plastic money and it's completely different. But what they were doing was actually saving the best notes, sorting through them and saving them until somebody, somebody gave in and said, oh, I'm making all this money doing this. And that's when they all got caught. But it was a fabulous film. Fabulous film. Uh, Ministers have been ordered to fix broken policies, failing to tackle lawless traveller camps. What they're saying is there should be a call to fight illegal sites with the crime and the filth. And I often said that. I said it's it's ridiculous that you can have people move on to a site uh, which they don't own, fill it with rubbish and then just move on somewhere else. And the councillors have got to, got to pay for it. Why don't we just sort of board it up and say, well, you stay there, you cough up 20,000 quid, then you can leave and then we'll, we'll get it cleared up. Surely, if I did that, I'd have to do something like that. You know, you would have to do it as well. You can't have different laws for everybody. Uh, the Del Boy watch, just worth 15 grand, but it is only a pretend watch. But I don't, I don't mind. It's still a piece of iconic thing. I don't think it'll go that much. I think 15,000 is an awful lot of money. Uh, also, Nicki Minaj. She's turned out to be a bit nasty, actually, Nicki Minaj. You know, she's turned out to be a bit uh, bit horrible with with somebody else as well. And uh, Maya Jama and Stormzy. Boring, boring. And um, Ryan Thomas has forgiven Roxanne Pallet for claiming he assaulted her because he didn't. She lied. And uh, she's lied all over the place. She was trying to destroy him uh, because she's not well. 
there's something the matter with her. Or failing that, she's very calculating. Very calculating. Uh, little and local beat the big stores. Yes, they do. Big stores close down. Little ones open up. So, you know, that's why we've got, you know, little places are open from 7 o'clock, seven days a week. I mean, it's, I mean, around here in London, we've got a couple of supermarkets, 24 hours. I think just down by... Just down from Earl's Court, there's a huge Tesco. I think that's 24 hours. And there's a Sainsbury's 24 hours as well for a couple of days a week. So you can go out at three in the morning if you want to do a, do a big shop. People go, no, you can't. You go, you can. It's London. I could go out now and I can go and get food. I can get breakfast. I can do whatever I want to do. Weekend producer, he likes to go to Weatherspoons for a, a full English. He likes the full English, which is good. Uh, and do we really believe that space experts believe that they picked up signals from distant aliens. Why is she... Producing, yes, of course, crop circles. But why, when they put a picture of an alien, why does it have to be somebody with big, bulging eyes? Why can't it just be somebody who looks like us? That's the whole idea. You remember V? You remember, v was before your time, I think. It was really good. It was people, and they were walking around. They, they'd come from another planet, but when they got in of a night time and they had normal jobs, they peeled off their skin... And they were lizards underneath. It was like a David Icke kind of thing, because he actually believes the royal family are lizards. Mad as a fruitcake. Mad as a fruitcake. But uh, why is it that when we see... They're all supposed to look a bit like E.T. And that kind of... They don't look like that at all. They say this is the first source to emit repeated bursts. It's in West Virginia. And it's been given a name. been given a name. FRB121102. And it's the first... I mean, there is nothing on other planets. Seriously, I mean, I, I know it's nice to think that there might be, but I promise you there's not. You know, if you all live to be 190, there is nothing from another planet that doesn't look like Gemma Collins. I mean, seriously, that's, you know, th there is nothing. It's nice to think that there might be, because they go, oh, there's so, so much out there, there's got to be something else. And then the Bermuda Triangle, which is this area where all of a sudden ships vanish. No, they don't. No, they don't. They've just been sunk by pirates, OK? You know, if they, went, if they bothered to go down there, they'd find these blooming things. It's ridiculous. What was I watching the other day? Oh, penguins. Penguins. You know penguins are happier in the sea than they are on land, which I quite like. On the subject of Prosecco, says Daniel, in Lingfield. I went to my local in Lingfield... They charge £35 per bottle, six sixty a glass. You see, down the road from me, there's a pub by Richmond Station, and they're charging, I could be wrong on this one, something like 14 and a half quid for a bottle of Prosecco, which is, in a pub, that's not bad. I would pay 25 quid in a pub for a bottle of Prosecco. That's why I don't go to many uh, pubs. The film is called Male Money, says Valerie. Thank you. Is it available? I wonder if it's available. Uh, Hot Money, somebody says it was called. A few scenes were filmed in my late mum's house in Loughton. Says Danny. I just thought it was great. Hot money. Because what they were doing was... And they said they weren't stealing because the money had already been written off. It was there to be destroyed. So that they were just saving little bits of it. Uh, Nick uh, Knowles had a dig about Brexit as he collected the award for Best Lifestyle Show. Which, I mean, you know, all his lifestyle shows are good. I love it when you get a load of people... And that, that team who work on that programme, I quite like them to come round to my place, but uh, I don't fit into the deserving category. And they come round, and in a matter of days, they've stripped it out, added an extension, put different, you know, and new, new kitchens, new... Uh, just amazing for people who can't afford to do stuff like that. Really, really good. Danny Dyer turned the air blue at the TV Choice Awards. He's such a foul-mouthed old person. And uh, he has to use language like that, so... 
you know, which is great. Of course, you remember he was on holiday in Disney when his uh, daughter was actually uh, sort of being crowned queen of whatever it was. Uh, spray away the discomfort of night cramps. Poor circulation, apparently, can cause the involuntary contraction of muscles, resulting in night cramps. I've never had night I don't think I've ever had night cramps. I'm still not... Having read it, I'm still not totally convinced I know what they are. Really not too sure. Uh, other stories in the papers we shall come round to very shortly, and more of your texts as well. Steve, the film's called Mad Money. No, it's definitely not called Mad Money. Oh, it is Mad Money, is it? Oh, it's called Mad Money. Is it available? Three quid. Oh, I must get it. I must get it. Is it really three quid? Is that is, is definitely the, the same story, the one I was telling you about? Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Oh, I must watch that. That was so good, because the women were stealing the money. But as I said, the money had been written off, so they weren't really stealing anything at all. But I love it. I love it. I watched the full Monty. I never quite got the full Monty at all. But uh, let's have a look. Oh, there we go. Mad money, mad... Where is it? Katie Holmes... No, it can't can't be that one. No, definitely wasn't Queen Latifah. No, this is no definitely not. This is a British one. This is this is a British film. The, 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 this isn't British. This looks like American with Diane Keaton and Ted Danson. That's the one with that bad toupee on who was in Cheers, wasn't it? No, mine mine's mine's British. British women who work for the Mint. So it's definitely not Mad. There might be one called Mad Money, which there is because we've just found it, but it's not the one I'm thinking of. We'll we'll have to ponder on that one. Still to come, water sports. Uh, holiday, Mexico, two people, fully inclusive. Uh, a choice of eight gourmet restaurants. All the singing and dancing you can get away with. You can do uh, just about everything there. But a choice of eight gourmet restaurants every evening for free. It's all built in. All your drinks, free. Doesn't that sound like the most perfect thing? Details, which will be coming up very, very shortly on LBC. And uh, we've got more stories from the papers. Uh, losing weight fast. I don't want to lose weight fast. I just want to go to bed at night and then wake up and be sort of, like, really slim. That's all I want. I don't, I'm not expecting any, any miracles to be occurring anytime soon in my life. Plus the truth about Diana's most dangerous liaison... Uh, the Serena fans, that's Serena Williams, slating the racist cartoon, but the paper, no, 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 they say, definitely not. Chloe Ayling and Jermaine Pennant, two basic talentless people, uh, apparently going into the hotel together at 5am in the morning. I mean, really, tacky or what? I'm hoping it's innocent, but you never know nowadays. And uh, Jesus was a fan of the TUC, according to the Archbishop of Canterbury. They're all mad, these people are. Every comes up with it. How do they know he would be a fan of the TUC? And um, and Paul McCartney. The closest I got to an orgy was a couple of hookers in Vegas. And Fernanda Fielding has died at the age of 19. That's two big people I think we've lost in the course of a week, which is uh, Liz Fraser and now Fenella Fielding. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Steve, the film was uh, Hot Money with Caroline Quentin. No longer available. It was never available. Never available, apparently. And it was... Uh, we, we, we've checked. We've had a good look. Thank you. It's been about 50 of you who've told me that uh, Hot Money... It's such a good thing. Why don't they release things that we like? Why is it you get something that you go, that was really good, that's nice. Why can't we have that back, please? And they were putting it in their underwear. Thank you, Brian. And Mad Money is the American version. It's actually very well made and worth a look, says Angela. Uh, Stephen Potter's Bar says the people with lizards with the human skin was a series called V. It was so good at the beginning and um, and then it just it tailed off. Once you'd seen them take their skin off a few times, it didn't kind of work for me. 
So I kind of uh, kind of lost that. Jimin Hole says it'll probably pop up as a repeat. I always guarantee, there's the odd thing, here's an odd thing. I mention something on this programme, which either you've mentioned or I've mentioned, and blow me down. I then turn on the television. Within a week, there it is. And you go, well, was there somebody listening going, do you know, that sounds like a really good film to put on. And let's tell Steve Allen that we can, we can do it. It's like when John Terrett wrote and told us about he was on on the day of, uh, of 9-11. And then everybody was talking about that the other day. And nobody ever gets the, the credit. I was on air the day that it happened. I took the first call. And, um, but it doesn't matter. It's the fact that you remember it. It's the fact that you remember it completely, which is lovely. Uh, more stories in the paper. Oh, yes, don't go anywhere. In a couple of minutes' time, water sports. OK, so don't go anywhere. Uh, also, pregnant mums told don't share kids' leftovers. Don't you hate... Do you know, that's my one abiding hatred. is when you go out for a meal with friends and you don't eat everything and somebody goes, I'll eat that, and they pick up your plate and move it in front of them. I was like, oh, don't do that. I don't like that. That's not very nice. It's like, you know, you order some chips and they don't. And they go, I'll just have some of your chips. And I go, no, you won't. If you wanted chips, you should have ordered chips. These are my chips. I want all of them. And then you taste the first chip and they go, mm, not, not so exciting. Triple chip, triple cooked chips were always very, uh, very popular. Boris's Beach Blonde, who was a star of a very risque student play. Of course she is. She's an attention seeker. And the show business royalty. Go on parade. The stars line up to pay tribute to the godfather of the theatre. And that's Sir Peter Hall. So they were all there. Jane Asher, Miranda Richardson, Peter Bowles, Dame Penelope. Love Penny Keith. I'm loving that uh, programme she does about villages. Love her. And I love one of the guys in there as well, who's featured on a programme where they go back in time and... Uh, not back in time. They, they go and live on a Victorian farm or they do everything as the Victorians would do or the or people before them. Amazing, actually. Uh, Danny is en route to London City Airport. Just the only airport. Well, I say the only airport uh, I've never been to. I've never taken off. Some friends of mine were taking off the other day and uh, they, they were terribly excited that they were taking off from London City Airport. I remember thinking, oh, that's nice. Why can't I go from London City? The very idea that we've got London City Airport. Isn't that a good idea? Yes, but uh, never been there at all. Never been there at all. Doesn't matter. Oh, look, Felicity Kendall was at the same service, plus um, his uh, widow, this is Sir Peter Halls, uh, his daughter Rebecca and ex-wives Maria Ewing and Leslie Caron. Vanilla Fielding has died aged 90. Uh, Best known, I suppose, for Carry On Screaming, although friends of hers will tell you that she did lots more things beside that. Patrick said, you inspired me to see 42nd Street. Fantastic show. Great to see Bonnie Langford back on stage, a real trooper. And uh, should be made a dame for her outstanding contribution to show business. She did a one-woman show, I think you'll find, with Sandy Toxvic. I'm pretty certain they, they, they did a, a show together. Pretty certain. But I love 42nd Street. I mean, I can't... You know, that and Kinky Boots and Wicked and Phantom and stuff like that. I just love. I really do. Sometimes I think we're, we're, we're so lucky to have some... Some great shows in the West End, or if they're not in the West End, they might be uh, might be touring as well. Front pages of the papers we will come up with in a moment. And uh, also, Russia and China combining forces for the largest military exercise since the Cold War. And the holidaymakers, who expected Andrea Bocelli singing his hits. Instead, they got a boring opera about an executed poet. 20 minutes to seven is the time. And LBC, stand by your beds giving you and a friend the chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Mexico. 
Global's Make Some Noise for those who don't get heard. This is LBC. And thanks to Dial-A-Flight, you'll fly from London Gatwick to Cancun. On your arrival, you'll be whisked away to begin your experience at the amazing five-star Grand Velas Riviera Maya Resort, where you can wind down and start enjoying your luxury stay. You will spend five nights in a zen grand suite with a private terrace on a full-board basis, including all food and drink. You can choose to dine at any of the resort's eight gourmet restaurants throughout your stay or take advantage of the 24-hour in-suite dining. Grand Velas Riviera Maya is surrounded by powder-white sands of Mexico's Caribbean coast, turquoise waters and lush Yucatan jungle. You won't be short of things to do as the resort boasts three swimming pools, two fitness centres, a world-leading SE spa, a private beach with 24-hour concierge and unlimited water sports. It is an utter indulgence for beach dwellers and adventure seekers alike. So text now to be in with a chance of winning that amazing trip to Mexico. For your chance to win, and it could be you, that all-inclusive trip for two to Mexico, text MEXICO, M-E-X-I-C-O, and send it to 84850. That's MEXICO, M-E-X-I-C-O, and send it to 84850. A voluntary donation of just £3 from every text goes straight to our charity Make Some Noise, helping to change young lives. You've got until midday on the 5th of October to enter. Keep the phone handy because we may be calling you. Standard network rates apply. You've got to be 18 or over and you're playing across participating radio stations. A full list of rules and date restrictions are at lbc.co.uk So, why not have a go? Text Mexico M-E-X-I-C-O, and send it to 84850. I mean, just the chance of having a 24-hour concierge and water sports available at your fingertips and eight gourmet restaurants should be enough to tempt you. And on behalf of all the people who will benefit, some 56,000 so far, big thank you. Big up to you, OK? Thank you. Just thinking about me sitting on the beach in my speedos, those little, those white, I know, horrible thought, isn't it really? Even I think it's a horrible thought. A, fr- a friend of mine's just gone over, I must tell you, because it, it's quite funny, actually. He hasn't gone there, he's, he's, he's gone somewhere else. But he, he suffers with an awful lot of bad skin problems. And he's, he's gone on holiday by himself, and he's, he's got a lot of psoriasis, which can be an absolute nightmare for people, you know, with creams and all the rest of it. And uh, we were, he was, he's, he's gone by himself, and he said, oh, I'll just sort of just go on holiday and go swimming. I said, I don't think they'll let you in the pool. I don't, <laughs> we, just, we had visions the other day of him sitting on the sun lounger. So we, we were going to text him the other day going, you did take everything, didn't you? But he's never been away by himself, I don't think, before. And so he's going to have a nice holiday. He would, if he was here, he'd go for that holiday in Mexico, just for the food alone. Eight gourmet restaurants. Imagine stuffing your face and don't go swimming after. But you can do it before. You can do everything. Just imagine. Five days. <laughs> Never long enough, is it? Never long enough. But uh, thank you in advance. Stuart says, have you ever been to London South End Airport? No, I love the way they call it London South End. It's nowhere near, but, but they call it London Luton, don't they? London Luton. <laughs> London City Airport, terrible parking charges, Steve. Only limited destinations served. You haven't missed anything. No, I just quite fancy the idea of, of going. 
I really do. I don't know why, actually. I just fancy the idea of going somewhere. Uh, and uh, CJ says, I can't eat a full portion of chips. A bit like children. I like them, but uh, I couldn't eat a whole one. You can't eat a full portion of chips. Is there something the matter with you? You've got some restriction. You've got a gastric band fitted. Greg in Fulham says, your competition winners are very lucky. My partner and I got the chance to do some water sports on a recent trip to Grand Canaria. Had a fabulous time. I know. If you're ever going to go for water sports, Grand Canaria would be the place. Where did you stay? I know Grand Canaria very well. Dale and I went there on about four or five occasions. Karen says, I'm seeing 42nd Street tomorrow. If you get a chance to see the King and I, you must. It's fabulous. Well, you're going to love 42nd Street. Catch it while it's there. It really is. It really is excellent. Absolutely excellent. It's super. And uh, David says, I went to Bonnie's first night at 42nd Street last week. She is the best. Sorry, best. I don't know why I went best. I don't know why. I also followed with Chris Eubank. But uh, she was the best Dorothy Brock ever. She can act and sing. Well, she should be able to. She's been doing it since uh, since the age of goodness knows what. Um, what else we have as well? Oh, yes, my favourite role of Fenella Fielding was the blue voice in the feature-length Magic Roundabout film, which is Dougal and the Blue Cat. Wow. And I saw Bonnie and Sandy at the Yvonne Arnoux Theatre here in Guildford doing a show together some years ago. Yes, it was. It was some years ago. I remember them talking about it because they were at LBC. I think you find that uh, she was at LBC. That's uh, Sandy Toxvic. And Bonnie was a regular guest on the programme. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Uh, Steve, the film Hot Money is available to watch in full on YouTube. Is it? I'll tell you what I'm watching on YouTube, he says. I'm watching some drummers in... I don't know where it is. It's obviously got to be Mexico or something like that. They're brilliant. They really are good. Uh, London City Airport to Ibiza is the perfect getaway. Uh, Water sports, Steve, are positively encouraged. And Andy in Richmond... I mean, come on, you don't think I'm that naive, do you? I mean, come on, Andy, please. Sheila White passed away, says young Burnett. Young Barry Burnett, bless his heart, love him to pieces. Uh, she starred in the West End in Little Me. Now, Little Me wasn't that Brucey Forsyth's show at the Cambridge Theatre, was I right? For which she was nominated for an Olivier Award, Biograph Girl and Dames at Sea. On TV, she played Messalina opposite Biggins in I, Claudius. Letitia Dean's mother in EastEnders, Dear Mother Love, Albert, opposite Rodney Bewes. Oh, dear. And Don't Rock the Boat, as well as many films, including Oliver... Uh, as a young bet, she suffered a heart attack following an attack of emphysema. She was married to the producer, Richard Mills. Young Burnett knows these things. He's been in the business longer than I have, which actually is saying something. But uh, he's an absolute delight, as always, and we love him to pieces. Kevin the Milkman says, I have a soft spot for Bonnie Langford. We were, yes, we don't want to go into that, actually. He said, we were born on the same day. Trouble is, one of us is aged better, and it ain't me. <laughs> Actually, do you remember I told you yesterday, my, my Lynn, her, her mum, Anna, celebrated a birthday the other day and I bought some flowers for her and uh, she sent me a, a message back via Lynn saying how, how nice she looked. Because I think if you, I mean, f- I hate to say this, but flowers are so cheap. Wool, uh, not Woolworths, what am I talking about? I went to Marks and Spencer's yesterday and I bought roses. Six quid for a, a bunch of roses. So I bought her four bunches of roses. Because, you know, for 20 quid. What else? Chocolates? No. Roses. That people like roses. Not just ladies. Not just ladies. Lots of people like uh, like flowers. I'm still trying to work out, actually. Um, 
what I'm going to buy everybody for Christmas this year. Because it's not that, I know, I know, before you start saying, it's not that far away. It really isn't. So I have to think about these things. Uh, another one here, uh, which says, tell your friend with psoriasis to see his doctor about uh, phototherapy course. May help, says Tina. He's, he really has bad psoriasis. Really bad psoriasis, which I think is awful. I used to get a little bit of uh, psoriasis. Now, of course, because of the burns and everything else, I've got bits of me which are never going to tan. So I'm never going to be going. My, my friend John wants to do a fantastic trip next year. He wants to do L.A., uh, San Francisco, Memphis, somewhere else. And then he wants to do Vegas. And I said, that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And, uh, and it, it probably is. He's going to do it next year. But, uh, you know, work it out first. Work it out first. Lovely. Uh, front pages of the... Newspapers. I know you want to know about these sort of things. And uh, so you should, because that's what we're here for. Uh, Two thirds of us are overweight, according to the Daily Mail. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Two thirds. Obesity Britain. I don't know what obesity is. Apparently, obesity rate of 28% is beaten only by Turkey with 32%. Truth about Diana's most dangerous liaison. And this uh, this was Oliver Hoare, the art dealer. Listen, I think she had a rough life. I really do. Terrible. Uh, Joan in Bognor Regis says, In 1972, I was seven years old and my dad took me to the ABC cinema at the Elephant and Castle. We sat through Dougal and the Blue Cat for almost two hours. I loved it. But my dad was crying throughout because he'd taken me there as my baby sister Angela had died aged two and a half years. And mum was at home inconsolable with my nan. Very sad time. And that film brings back uh, memories. There are so many things, aren't there? You know, films and uh, things that bring back a lot of memories. So many apples on the trees now. Looks like a bumper harvest. You know what I'm waiting for? Conkers. I'm waiting for the conkers to drop. The trees are full of them. I can't wait to get my conkers out. I really can't. Uh, Steve uh, says, Mike in Finchley. My sister's had enough of all the rubbish going on here, along with Brexit. So they're moving to Fuerteventura. Then he puts in bracket the Canary Islands. Which, I mean, what, listen, I have had an education. I have been to these places. He says, if you, you didn't know Fuerteventura was... You don't get away, do you? When was the last holiday you had, Henry? Where did you go? Where did you go? You went to Nice. Nice? Who goes on holiday to Nice unless you're about mid-50s? Nobody goes to Nice. There's nothing there for people like you. There's not. It's got an esplanade and it's got a, a beach of sorts and that's it. And it's got... Mon- well, I mean, it's not for you. That's not for you. You need to go somewhere that's more in keeping with you, like South End or something like that. You know, that's where you should be, sitting on the beach with your stick of candy floss and a hot dog, bucket of popcorn. Yes, you should. No good wasting your time going to Nice. That's for rich people. That's for people to go there. And I mean, that is very expensive. We went to Cannes on holiday and we thought Cannes was an arm and a leg. But that was nice. We had a flat on the on the Quasette and we'd sit on the beach. It's all topless over there. Did you notice? You probably didn't. But uh, I know you couldn't miss it, could you? In fact, it was the people with their tops on that you looked at more than the people with their tops off. We didn't really care about that, actually. It was a nude beach. I didn't go on that. Who'd want to sit on a nude beach? I mean, well, maybe. Uh, The Daily Star. I forgive Roxy for trying to destroy me. Very gracious of Ryan. Maddie cops demand more cash. 11 years and 11 million pounds. We're no nearer. Uh, The Sun this morning. The Strictly Bodyguard. Andrew finally has sex. Doctors have built him a miracle willy. Fancy being on the front page of a paper discussing it. I mean, why would you want to do things like that? Unless you're going to show us a picture of it so we know how it works. You know. <laughs> 
odd, isn't it, really, honestly? I don't know what we're doing this for. Uh, also, dairy food may protect the heart. Thank God for it. You know, I've been saying that stuff. I know Phil Vickery says that full-fat milk is sort of quite uh, quite fatty, but obviously it's, it's good for your heart. Jaguar Chief warns made thousands of jobs at risk from your Brexit tactics. Stars flock to Sir Peter Hall's send-off. Hate preacher Anjam Chowdhury to be released from jail, despite a chilling warning that he remains genuinely dangerous. What are they releasing him for, then? Good say that's on the front of the uh, the tele. Oh, look at the time. I've got to go. I've got to go. Please catch 11-year-olds being used to sell drugs, according to the Times. Uh, also, Britain's zombie drug epidemic, which is not so good. The Mirror investigation. Plus, Diana's obsession, obsession with a married dad who dumped her. And Paul McCartney, my sex life secrets of the Beatles. Why do people want to tell you their sex life secrets? Honestly, just the fact people are getting it, I think, is the miracle in this day and age. That's it for this morning. Thank you so much for your company. Uh, before I uh, leave you, let me know what's uh, happening on my free podcast. On the little bit extra, I'll be chatting about ITV's tacky lunchtime show. First, the loose women had the nerve to stop pontificating about bullying, but they are at least realising that the pricey is always wrong, which is what we told them. You'll also find out which no marks other half wants them to stop appearing in every reality show under the sun. Unfortunately, they love it and their photographer needs the work. Plus, I'll tell you exactly what Paul McCartney has revealed. Rather too much is the simple answer. My little bit extra is totally free and it's available very shortly from wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you download the LBC app as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all the other programmes from the last week for free on the catch-up feature. Download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on catch-up. As simple as that. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning at four. So get a good night's sleep. You know, check out the newspapers, check out what's happening on the television, make sure you stay tuned to LBC. Because at 10 o'clock this morning, James O'Brien's here. But coming up next, with breakfast on LBC, it's Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am. 